You're listening to the Bear Sports Network. Network. Ten, nine, ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Live on the Bear Sports Network, it's Boyertown Bears football. Sponsored by Penn State Health St. Joseph. On the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org and in-home oxygen and medical equipment at inhomeoxygen.net. Tonight, your Boyertown Bears are at home taking on the Upper Marion Vikings. Now to the broadcast booth. Here are your announcers, Rick Hunter and Eric Butcher. Good evening and welcome to the Bears Sports Network. We'll have all the Friday Night Lights action at the turn of the hour. But first, tonight's pregame show is brought to you by In-Home Oxygen and Medical Equipment, 103 Lancaster Ave in Reading. Oxygen has all the products you need to reduce strain, improve ligament stability, and protect healing tissue. We will work with your orthopedic specialist to treat chronic pain, overuse injuries, sprains, strains, and arthritis. We also offer solutions for injury prevention, pre- and post-surgery treatment, and rehabilitation from the leading manufacturers in the field. No matter the brace you need, in-home oxygen offers low and high-impact bracing solutions for everyday activities and sports. Our fit specialists can help you get back to your favorite activities today and experience a better quality of life. That's in-home Home Oxygen and Medical Equipment on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. Tonight we're live, a wet night, live here at Bash Memorial Stadium as your 3-5 and five Boretown Bears take on the 4-4 four and four Upper Marion Vikings. This is the first meeting between these two teams since November 26, 1942. And if I'm not mistaken, Eric, I believe that was 10 days before Pearl Harbor. Yep. So Absolutely. an interesting fun fact there we were talking about uh, before the pregame show started. This will be the last of the regular season and represent the pack crossover as the Bears represent the Liberty Division and the Vikings represent the Frontier Division. Boyertown is coming off a tough loss to Norristown last week, giving the Eagles their first win on the season. Leo Egby ran for 60 yards and two touchdowns, while Cole Savage got his first score of the season. The sophomore has been, show- has been showing his value more and more as the season has moved along. Luke Ordway hauled in a pass for a touchdown late in the game to try and give the Bears a chance with some impressive he also had some impressive play on defense as he does every week. Anthony Panarello struggled a little bit in the passing in the passing game completing only two passes on 10 attempts, one of which was a touchdown pass late in the game as I said to Luke Ordway. The pressure was on and he was as he was sacked twice the second which ultimately ended the game as the Bears were driving to try and pull out a late uh, victory. The last minute and a half, Eric, was really troublesome for the Bears as they faced a long fourth down and were unable to convert. The Bears were rolling early. They put up 21 points in the first 15 minutes of the game, uh, even recovering an aggressive first quarter onside kick, which, I mean, we, we couldn't, you know, Coach Miller really had his foot on the pedal there. Absolutely. Just in the first quarter. So, ultimately, Norristown found its stride, capitalizing on some of the really tough penalties that Boyertown faced and recovering a fumble by Lee, and Leo Egby recovering a fumble uh, in the second quarter as he played a little bit of defense, something we're not used to seeing too much no, of. he did pretty good too. Yeah, he did really well. So the Bears were up 21-14 at the half and they couldn't hold on. And while they continued to fight, ended up losing to the Eagles. One thing to point out is basically the injuries that we've been battling 
all season long. And tonight we were down there pregame on the field talking with some people. And Jason Oaks is not playing tonight on corner, so Gio D'Addario will fill in there. Kate Sennett still having some trouble with that hand. Uh, told that he'll play, but ultimately he's going to have some subbing in and out and give him a break on that a little bit. So uh, Cade able to help out a little bit as uh, had almost two picks last week, but unable to really haul him in basically because of the fact that he's struggling with that hand injury and having some bandaging up on the, on his hand there. So no Brandon Shane tonight, no Jason Oaks tonight, Cade Sennett. Uh, with some injuries, Ryder Garris will start in the secondary for the Bears again this week as he has the last two weeks. We have seen him a little bit going on offense last game. We saw him with a halfback pass, Eric, that was pretty aggressive right there in the first quarter. Yeah. Something we haven't seen them do all year long. No, I, I mean, I think I think with this game in particular, I think weather is going to play a huge part in this game. Especially knowing that you know Upper Marion, you know passes a lot, um, so it's going to be an inter interesting game. I think if I, if I had to guess, I think tonight you're going to see a lot of Leo Agby. I mean, I think this is his perfect game with the conditions. Absolutely. I mean, with the weather right now, we're watching the color guard on the field at the 50-yard line. They're in ponchos, <laughs> and the wind is howling out I mean, there. I'm surprised they're not blown away. And it, it's it's just a, a really wet night, as you can imagine. I'm sure you're looking outside your window or wherever you're listening to us from and imagining. But, you know, as fo football players, this is this is prime football weather right here. I last mean, game, senior last year. Game, I mean, come on. Pushing into November, you got the rain, the wind, and this separates the boys from the men. And gives you an opportunity basically to see what you got on the ground as as you just mentioned upper marion i'm told is 65 percent of their offense is throwing so yeah. they're not going to have that aerial attack tonight not only with a wet ball but also with the wind and that's going to play a huge part here as the bears are going to have to you know they're struggling at secondary maybe that's something that helps them out yeah. a little bit they're hurting with some injuries brandon shane's not back at safety you got Ryder garris back there roman marinello back at strong safety as he always is but rotating in some corners, a young Gio D'Addario doing a nice job, but, you know, only started the last game and now giving him an opportunity to step up as a sophomore and see what he's going to have for the years to come as well. So Upper Marion is now taking the sideline, uh, and the Bears will be expected in a few minutes as the band is a soggy band here tonight at Boyertown. So we got about eight and a half minutes until this game's getting ready to kick off. And one thing that is uh, close to us, Eric, I know, is – that we're celebrating Donna tonight. Basically, yeah, absolutely. Our, our, our trainer, Donna, has been here since 1988, 33 years. She's been on these sidelines taking care of these boys, giving them the help that they need when they're injured or in the training room. I know that I spent a lot of time in there my senior year <laughs> getting taped up, as I'm sure you Everybody know, did. quite a few guys have. So uh, a special one here for Donna. She's going to be an honorary captain. And, Unfortunately for Donna, she's going to be out in that wet field tonight anyway, so let her head out there on the 50 for an honorary captain honor for her. So 33 years she's been here as a trainer, and I, you got to imagine for her there's been heartaches, there's been good things that she's seen. She's the girl, she's the woman basically that has to look at you and say, listen, you got a concussion, you're not playing tonight, or you're coming out, you're not going back in, or, you know, 
you have to sit this play out and give you that tough news. And as a player, especially in a game that's competitive, you don't want to hear that news. But also the person that gets to tell you, you're cleared. Get your butt back out there and go play. And I'm sure that was a great honor for her with Ryder Garris going down against O&J a few weeks back. You know, having to be out there for a half an hour on this field right here and then ultimately being able to tell him two weeks later, head back out there, kid, and get it going. So, yeah. And he's a sophomore, so he's got time to play yet. But And I think the other thing, too, is especially if you're a senior and get injured trying to get out on this field your last game. Yeah, so Brandon Shane, uh, you know, and, and, and I've, I've talked to with, you know, some family members of the different players and different seniors that we have here, and they're, uh, you know, sad to not be out there with their team tonight so we'll get ready here for the national anthem that's it oh no that's the cheerleaders in uniform rick <laughs> well i heard them say removing their caps i wasn't sure if they were ready just yet or not and so we'll get ready for the national anthem and we'll come back to you in just a minute Third off the first class, Jackie Elmore, Glenn Bresner. Colgold Archer, Colored Guard Alternates are there to pay off the third class, Dawson Wissinger. Stephen Collins Guard and Senior Apprentice Abigail Dawson. Raising the national entrance on the field flagpoles, Cadet Senior Chief Petty Officer Madison Walker. Lieutenant Stephen Alina Martin and Cadet Stephen Michael Gerhardt. Commanding Cadet Colhoon Platoon is Cadet Ensign Oliver Heath, consisting of Cadet Ensign Madison Ward. Petty Officer First Class Dr. Colonel, Petty Officer First Class Alex Seaman, Cadet Seaman, Rita Dillard, and Cadet Seaman Brian
we're getting ready to kick this one away here soon enough, and we'll wait for the captains to take the field and find out what's going to happen there. The Bears are coming up out of the locker room now, and they're going to get ready to run through the cheerleaders. And for the seniors, Eric, this is one last time coming on this field. And sometimes, you know, that could for a lot of them, it could be the last time they, they step on a field in a competitive level like this. Um, you know, you, you got to figure Leo Egby is going to go play somewhere. I know that Luke Ordway had some offers as well. So, you know, it's just one of those things that's uh, – there's been a lot of chatter this week on Twitter um, from different parents and different things about, you know, remember this game and this being the last time you're going to play for the Bears. And you got to imagine, even for somebody like James Devlin that was back here two weeks ago, stepping on this field is nostalgic. You know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you think about it. When we played, our last game was Thanksgiving. I mean, they're, you know, they, you know back you know, when we played it, it was basically a month from now. Like, we still had games left. I mean, for them, having it at, end at the end of October, I know a lot of these guys play other sports, you know, so um, they have that to look forward to. But I, I'll say it now. I mean, we walk down on the field before the game. I still get the, you know, the butterflies every yeah. time we walk on the yeah. field. Yeah, and I coached on this field. You know, we, you and I coached together yeah. on this field at, uh, at the youth level after we had graduated. And still, you know, even being on it during the day, not under the lights. It's it's something that doesn't go away. I mean, you get that feeling when you have your first child or you get married or something really big happens in your life. But this is one of those feelings that's really special, and that's for sure. So the Boardtown Bears will take the field and get them fired up. Leo Egby, as usual, and Roman Marinello. We're going to probably see a little bit from him tonight, too. Maybe some end-around sweeps, maybe a quick bubble screen. If the wind's not blowing too hard, we might see those key plays that they get going there. So... It's a wet one here in Boyertown, so we'll get ready for the coin toss here in just a minute. We'll take a break. Stay with us. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. Whether it be our primary care and specialists throughout the region seeing you soon, our urgent care centers in Muhlenberg, Maiden Creek, and Straustown seeing you quickly, our emergency room in Burn Township seeing you now, or our on-demand app, walk-in lab, mammography, and imaging services seeing you anytime. We're ready when you need us. We'll get you back to the health you need to live the way you want. Visit thefutureofhealthcare.org to learn more. Captains are on the field, and as mentioned, Donna is out there with um, our athletic trainer that we are proud to have. And, and all the seniors. And all the seniors are on the field ready for their last game in that lot there. Griff Hummel not able to play again the rest of the season. Brandon Shane not able to play the rest of the season. And... The wind is blowing the doors open here in the booth tonight, and this is going to be an interesting night here at Boyertown. So, looks like the Bears have won the toss, and they will defer. So, Upper Marion Vikings will receive in the first half, which is basically what we did last week yeah. as well. And, you know, it could have worked out for us. If we could have got the, the ball rolling a little bit more in the second half and kind of came out a little flat and Norristown was able to exploit the secondary a little bit and yeah. take off in that passing game. And, and you know, Eric, you take away those two big passes down the sideline and you win that game. Absolutely, 100%. I mean, and we've talked we talked about this a little bit pregame about how, you know, Upper Marion is a big play team with 
our secondary. I'm hoping things change. I'm hoping coach game plan because we have seen different people, different things kind of every game. So I'm hoping that, you know, this speaks for the same way. Yeah, and, and again, we and like you said, we, we, we talked a lot in pregame about these certain aspects in the secondary being in a situation where, you know, they're young secondary, you're, you're subbing guys in, and basically you're at a point where, you know, Norristown was able to exploit that and be able, be able to, uh, you know, make those big scores there. And Ryder Garris, you know, was able to step in there free safety, but, you know, some big guys, some playmakers. And TJ, I talked to Coach TJ Miller this morning, and he said, listen, this team's a lot like Norristown. They have big play capability, too. We're going to have to shut them down. And you got to hope the weather plays on our side for that tonight. So, Hey, as we see this, who knows? Maybe we do start the game with an onside Maybe shaper. Zach Foskey is getting ready to kick this one away. He's got the tee set. And we're going to have jersey problems again here tonight, Eric, because they got silver numbers on white jerseys. So we're yeah, going to wow. have to. And they've got the rain all over the windows here in the booth here tonight. But glad to be in the booth and not in the rain tonight. Oh, uh, look. Upper Perk was planning for the onside kick. They just backed off when they saw us break our huddle. Well, you got to imagine, if you watched enough film on Boyertown this year, you don't know what to expect. So Foskey will kick this one away in the nighttime sky. It's about a 25-yard kick, taking it about the 25-yard line. He'll come up the left side. He'll slip one, but come back for about a nine-yard return there. And that's where Upper Marion will start their bid here, first and ten from about the 35-yard line, I think, is where they'll spot that, Eric. Yeah, that looks about right. So first and 10 for the 35, from the 35 for the Vikings, and Coach Chubb will get his team started here tonight. He's a first-year coach for Upper Marion, uh, took over this year. They are 4-4, four and four, so speaking with some guys from Upper Marion, again, a 500 team that's you know struggling in some games and better than others. So they'll start out in the gun. Quick handoff up the left side, off tackle. He'll get through the secondary. He hits the seam. He's across the 50, down to about the 42-yard line. I need a – I don't know if you have a number there, Eric. No, I, I didn't catch the number. It's really hard with the way the rain's coming down. And interesting to see, if you look at the Upper Marion roster that we have, on the bottom end of the roster, there's a bunch of names with no numbers. So a lot of freshmen on that list, I imagine. So Looks like possibly number three. So number, I don't have a three there. So. Okay, it's not like Norristown. Yeah, so Zade Etheridge is their quarterback. He'll start out in the gun. Alzir Thomas is number two for the Vikings here tonight, which is, I'm told, I'm told it's Blair Thomas's son. So up the left side, handoff across number, through, about to the 40-yard line. Number 14. I don't have a 14 on my <laughs> roster. So we're going to go play the same game yes. we played last Upper week. Upper Perk ran time. the ball. One player ran, the other one. Yeah, so we're, we're going to have to uh, help <laughs> help each other through this a little bit and maybe get some guidance here as the game goes on. Uh, not a lot of film out there on Upper Marion. Uh, I got some early this morning, but nothing I was able to uh, dissect. So Etheridge under center. Two in the backfield, one left, one right. Ooh, fumble, fumble, snap. fumble, fumble. And he might have recovered. I don't know. The Bears oh, are on it. Close. The Bears are on it. Let's see what Ooh, the call is here on? from the officials. And they're, they're going to say that Upper Marion recovered. So Bears trying to capitalize on a ball. You know, and, and you're going to see it. Wet, yeah, you're going to see it. If you know, wet ball, going to have to keep that ball dry. You know, the center may. I didn't. It didn't look like the center had a towel on his back, but I mean, 
Yeah. At this point, the towel's wet after the first play anyway, so it doesn't really matter at that point. So wet ball, I don't know if you stay under center you go in the gun. Ultimately, maybe if you go in the gun, you got a chance to actually get a handle on it. Coming off the center, it could be slippery coming least, in that exchange. At least maybe in the gun, if you do bobble it, you have that you know cushion of not being right at the line of scrimmage. So a third and nine for the Vikings from the Bears, 42. He's in the gun, dropped back to pass. They're going to try and throw this one. The rush is on. Brandon Shane's on his tail. He'll cross the 40. Etheridge will go out of bounds ultimately at about the 34-yard line. So Zade Etheridge up the right side, left side there, and the Vikings moving left to right from our view here in the home stands. 9.40 left to play in the first, and this moving a little bit quicker than it did at Norristown last week is – uh, I feel like that was the longest first quarter I've yeah, ever called. Yeah, that was the longest game. Even we we sat through a four overtime game in Norristown still. To be, I mean, maybe because we were on the wrong end of things. But. Maybe. So first and ten for the Vikings as he'll pick up that first down on the Bears' 34-yard line. He's in the gun. Zade Etheridge, very mobile quarterback. Calls for it. Quick handoff up the middle. He's met by a host and then ultimately brought down with the help of number 40, Gavin Chamberlain. And what a – I mean, how – Yeah, you can't say enough oh about him gosh. this season. We've, we've talked about him every single week, and Gavin's just tearing it up out there as a junior. And we, you know, thankfully, we, he's another one that we'll have back next year that will help us a little bit more as the young guys are moving up. And that, that that's a big help there on the defense from the middle of the linebacker spot. And, you know, you got Anthony Panarello, who's ultimately our quarterback, and he'll be able to – Stand fast there, too. So Etheridge will start out in the gun in this set from the 33. Handoff up the middle. He breaks free across the 20 down to about the 16-yard line. So the Vikings getting something moving here as Alex Eulis is coming back onto the field. And a you know, big name as yeah. well this year. Yeah, I mean, it just I mean we talk about it every week, the youth of this team. I mean, look at the sidelines, Rick. I mean, they're, they're from 20 to 50 easy. I mean, Upper Marion, yeah, they, they come from an area where there's a lot more schools to draw, you know, a lot more schools to take the kids. But, I mean, we have we have like an army on the sidelines. So Zade Etheridge standing at 6'2", 160. I think he looks a little bigger than 160 if you oh, ask absolutely. me. He's in the gun. Yeah. He'll call for it. Handoff up the middle. Bears got to start something there. And he'll be brought down at about the 16-yard line. So maybe about a two-yard gain. I mean, they're starting so far in the backfield and that exchange there, so he runs for five, gains two. Yeah, and, and Alex did a great job of hit, hit, making the first hit and slowing him down a little bit. So, you know, you got to imagine Boardtown starting to get the beat, so, you know, they're going to start trying to shut down that middle because the same thing happened with Avery Grimm against Owen J. Roberts. Yep. He hits the seam, and then you got issues there. So yep. you got to contain that middle and not let them through that, that second level there, so – and especially with the weather conditions, you know that it's going to be a running game. You, Etheridge, you know it. Out of the gun, high snap, handoff, off tackle, left side. He'll drive down to about the six-yard line. Might be enough for a first and goal here for the Vikings with 7.40 left to play in the first quarter. And they will call for it. So first down for the Vikings, and they'll keep the chains moving here. And Boardtown needs a big stop right here. Got to get that. Yeah, I really wish I knew who 14's name was because I'll tell you what. That, he ha he has some really good moves. We will uh, investigate that because <laughs> he's not on our roster that we were given. So yeah. we'll see what we got here. So the Vikings will go in a spread set, two left, two right, sidecar right, Etheridge in the gun, first and goal from the five, handoff up the middle. He's going to fight for every inch and dive for the end zone, and he is in 
for a touchdown, and the Vikings will strike first here at Bash Memorial Stadium on a rainy, rainy, wet night with 7.14 left to play in the first. It looks like they got a big number 44 too, Rick. <laughs> so 44 for us, Coley Savage, you ought to see him. He'll probably be in here in this yeah. set. And then again, he's a special teams guy that they're using this year as a sophomore. Maybe you see a little bit of him tonight powering through in that running yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he gets his first yep. touchdown last week. You know, and you got to look for that running game tonight and see what you got. So we'll get ready to kick the PAT here. Call for the snap. Bortown on the rush. It's up and it is good. So the Vikings will strike first up 7 nothing. With 7.14 left to play in the first, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. I wish I found some better sounds no one's ever heard. I wish I had a better voice to sing some better words. In-home oxygen has all the products you need to reduce strain, improve ligament stability, and protect healing tissue. We will work with your orthopedic specialist to treat chronic pain, overuse injuries, sprains, strains, and arthritis. We also offer solutions for injury prevention, pre- and post-surgery treatment, and rehabilitation from the leading manufacturers in the field. No matter the brace you need, in-home oxygen offers low- and high-impact bracing solutions for everyday activities and sports. Our fit specialists can help you get back to your favorite activities today and experience a better quality of life. That's in-home oxygen and medical equipment on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. Back here at Bash Memorial Stadium, 714 left to play in the first the Vikings have struck first, and it is seven, nothing here as the rain continues to fall, and I think it's actually getting a little heavier. Yeah. So one thing about that score, fun fact, Boyertown has been outscored 127 to nothing in the four times that we've played Upper Perk. Yeah, they've never scored. Yeah. Upper Marion. Upper Marion. Yeah. So Gio Diario yeah. will take the ball from about the 26. He'll cross the 40 and be brought down at about the 45, 46 yard line. So. To Dario picking up a squib kick on the kickoff and taking it up to about the 45-yard line. And that's where Anthony Panarello will start his boys and try to get something moving here. Put some yeah, you're rubbing on off on me this week. Last week you said Exeter against Narcotown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's been, you know, Upper Marion, Upper Perk. Same thing. Different Eagles, different Vikings. This is we the just need to beat them the same way. The second Vikings that we played this year as we played Perk Valley here just a few weeks ago. So Panarello out of the slot. Marinello up the left side, off tackle. He breaks one, he crosses the 50 down to the 35 where he's pushed out of bounds. So Marinello, like we said, gotta see that running I'll, game. I'll tell you right there, you have Cole Savage and Leo Egby lead blocking for you. You called that you're, last week. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, it, it, you're gonna get yardage when you have those two horses in front of you. I believe you said it last week. Put those two, you said actually, to put Cole in as the lead blocker for Egby, but now you got them to it, you know, in there. Yeah, I mean. And letting them block ahead. So, Marinello will carry the ball first as Panarello will go under center here from the Vikings. 35-yard line. Daddario split far right. Marinello up the right side, Ooh. but he's not going to go anywhere as he's no. met. And that line, the line five. just, yeah, the line just didn't hold there. So, that'll be a second and about 15. 15. Yeah. As he looked Wait. like. Uh, maybe 13. They gave us a little. The rest are making up for the last couple of weeks. Well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> it's so, still early. So we're going to see the personnel switch here as the Dario was on the field. He'll come off. We're going to see Luke Orgway take it on, on the left side here. Panarello under center. Two receivers, two backs 
Leo Egby and Marinello in the backfield, one in the slot right. Fumbled snap. Panarello's going to have to just jump on it, and he'll lose yardage again on that. And they got that wet ball. Yep. And Cole uh, – Cole, No, Coltrane was uh, actually lined up as wing. Cole Savage. Yeah, Cole Savage was lined up at wing. So that'll bring up about a third and 16 here for the Bears as they're in Viking territory, but got to get a first down here to keep this one Yeah, especially moving. with the weather conditions, it looks like we're going right into the wind, so punting will be an issue. And Panarello back to pass and through the hands of Luke Ordway. Again, that wet ball. Yeah, a little, little bit high. high I think it might have slipped a little bit. If he know. catches that, he's probably across mid, you know, the Absolutely, middle there, yep. and maybe even in for the score. So, Bordertown's going to have to bring the punt team in here as Eisenhard will come in to punt this from the Vikings' 40-yard line. He'll step back across midfield. He's been punting really well week in and week out, so we'll see how he does against this wind and this rain here tonight. And it's definitely playing a factor in this game. Upper Marion back to receive punt. Up high, nice punt, right down the middle. They're calling for fire, and it will go out of bounds at about the 15-yard line. So that will bury the Vikings back at the 15 as Etheridge will start his bid to try to – See if they can get some, keep the ball yeah, moving and there. We were, They're grinding. We, we were one guy short on that play. <laughs> Counting them off. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see if this defensive front is able to adjust to the first series that Upper Marion has put on and running, you know, basically just up the middle. A little off tackle. Yeah. Trying to throw the ball once, which is going to be tough here tonight in this conditions. I mean, the, the signs on the side there are just blowing around. Oh, like, yeah. Like I mean, crazy, it's, so. it's nuts. I mean, they have the wind, too, so you figure that if he throws the ball, it's going to sail a little bit more. Etheridge out of the gun, handoff left side, up tackle. He's going to keep moving. He's across the 30-yard line, brought down by Gavin Chamberlain at about the 33-yard line. So Chamberlain in on two already just tonight. And he, they're going to have to stop him before that, though. I mean, yeah, I, I, you can't the, – the, you, you, you can't let him break past the linebackers. You really can't. So breaking through the line, good blocking from the Vikings right now. And, and you know, we got to get our ends got to be able to contain. So they're running yeah. off tackle. They're pushing those ends out mm -hmm. and able to do that kick-out block and, you know, be able to basically exploit, you know, Luke Ordway and Nick Panarello and not be able to um, let them inside to make that stop. So Etheridge in the gun, he'll call for it. It's a handoff left side, outside. He'll cup across the 40. Brought down at about the 45-yard line, and that'll be a first down for the Vikings with 5.02 left to play in the first. Vikings leading this one 7-0. And you can hear the wind howling out yeah, there. Yeah, it's, 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 it's nuts. I mean, you see everybody with their little ponchos and umbrellas. They don't even know what to do. The fans not really in much attendance here tonight, and there's only maybe about, what, 15 people on the visitor side yeah. there tonight. So. Hopefully they're all listening. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'd like to hope so. So. <laughs> Bordertown gets a win tonight. They still have a chance to stay alive for an Easter Conference Championship game next week. Etheridge out of the gun, handoff up the middle. He'll slip and fall, but he'll still gain about three yards on the carry. And um, Is that a number we can see there, Eric? I mean, it's getting sloppy out there. It's going to be really tough here tonight, folks, actually, to get you a call on the Vikings and figure out who's who out there with their white jerseys on and the silver numbers slopping around in the mud. And, if you're not familiar with Bash Memorial Stadium, we do have natural grass. This is not a turf field. Looks so. like number 19. So Nolan Clayton, Jr., 6'5", 220 on the carry there. So 
In the gun, two right, one left, one in the backfield. Handoff up the middle. He is met immediately at the line of scrimmage. Actually, three yards in the backfield, so that'll be a loss for the Vikings there as he's brought down by Nick Panarello. 3.54 to left to play in the first. The clock is ticking. The Vikings facing a third and nine here as Boertown hopefully starting to get their number here, not letting them cross midfield and trying to put the stop on. So, you know, got to look at the secondary tonight. You got Jason Wright on the left to left corner and Gio D'Addario and Kate Sennett switching on the right corner, uh, getting some reps in there. And, and, you know, not young guys. I mean, Gio D'Addario is a sophomore, but Boertown trying to shift. They're caught off guard, and the flag, we got the first flag of the night here with 3.22 left to play, and we saw probably 10 flags in the time that we've seen one so yeah. far. So. Yeah, this is probably the least uh, penalized first quarter that we've seen all season. you got to imagine a little bit of grace here tonight with the conditions. Absolutely. So we'll see what the call is here from the officials. Boardtown's indicating that it's against the Vikings, and that would bring up, well, right now they're facing a third and nine on that. Looks like Boardtown will decline and give them a fourth down. Not sure what the call is. Was it a holding? I think it might have been a receiver might have left too early, maybe? Well, you know what? They tried to get the playoff too fast. Yeah. Boardtown was still shifting. They're trying to shift their line, and they're trying to shift their linebackers and get into position. Yeah, false start. And Upper Marion basically tried to snap it quick, and I think that Zade Etheridge just didn't do it quick enough. So, Egby will come on to the field along with Cole Marinello. And then we saw this last time. Egby gets good penetration. In their own defense, and it's something we haven't seen all season. I mean, get him on the field. Get him involved a little bit. Get him the ball. We have yet to see him carry. Hey, tonight. who knows? Maybe he could be like Devlin. Devlin was a running back or defense in college and went on NFL. Maybe he found his call, second calling. Absolutely. So a defensive end all through at Brown University. So looks like the Vikings will – Keep their offense on the field here with a third and 15. Looked like a throw was fourth. He's throwing deep down the sideline, and uh, it is caught at the 25-yard line, and he will jot his way right into the end zone. Unbelievable. So we said it. Three minutes left in the first, and the Vikings score. I, I honestly, I thought we were going to face a fourth down there, and with the call. Not sure what Coach Miller had going on there. So the Vikings will score again here as the Bears are kind of caught off guard over the middle on a post route. And a 40-yard pass ends up putting six more on the board for Upper Marion. They'll get ready to kick the extra point here in Boyertown, already in a 13-point deficit, maybe 14 after this. Going to have to get something rolling here. Absolutely. Get We're going to have to do something. So he'll size up, get ready for this one. The snap is away. Kick is up. Blocked. And it was oh, no. blocked. Was it? Yeah, well, yeah. And he is tackled back all the way back at the 24-yard line. So Boyertown able to stop that one. And we'll have a change of possession here. So 13 nothing here at Bash Memorial Stadium. We'll take a real quick break. Three minutes left in the first. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Seasons Cafe in Flying Hill scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, 
Galamad and the house favorite sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. Three minutes left to play in the first here at Batch Memorial Stadium in Boardtown, PA, and the Bears are in a 13-point deficit. And they got to get something going here, so yeah. they'll tee it up to kick it off. Leo Egby back at the 26-yard line. Roman Marinello back deep at the 10. Upper Marion waits for the call from the refs. He'll step it off, and the kick is away. It's a squib. Down to about the 24-yard line. Dear Dario will field it, but able to slip on the yeah, grass. Yeah, I mean, you're going to start seeing that now. He's not able to get a a footing out there, so he'll go down, and the Bears will start from about their own 25-yard line, and Panarello's got to get something going here. I mean, you come out in the first series, and you got Roman Marinello up the left side, and he gains 15 yards. Yeah, easy. So you get easy something 15. going there. Yep. So you got the blocking there for that. We have not seen Leo Egby yet. Nope. Number two has not gotten in the rotation here, so... The Bears going in a much tighter set here tonight as they are in the veer option. One receiver left, one right. Egby in the eye. He'll take a dive there up the right is. side. He'll cross through into the secondary, driven four guys on top of him as he'll be brought down ultimately at the 38-yard line. That's enough to move the chains for the Bears. Egby, get just, Egby just, involved. Just run that play until, Let they him run the ball. until they stop it and then switch it up. I mean, at this point, you got two, like you said, two horses in the backfield. You yeah. got Cole Savage, you got Leo Egby. And if you can power through and you're getting five-yard gains at least on every carry. You're quick up to the line. Go for it. So, Panarello under center, Egby in the eye. Handoff for Egby, right side. He'll power his way. He's up to midfield. Another first down. And it'll be right. another first down as... Egby getting involved in this one and powering his way through. It's his last game here, Eric. I mean, you got to imagine he's trying to push this one. Absolutely. So, 2.37 left to play in the first. And, it, I mean, folks, if I could try to give you a picture of what this looks like in the lights tonight, this is pouring down rain out there. Oh, yeah, you can see it. It's just sheets and it just blows. I'm going to have a wet kid going home because my uh, – Eighth graders out on the field, and then as an honorary uh, little situation to be on the field tonight with the team, Luke's out there. So Panarello, he'll keep this one, run up the right side. He's going to take this all the way. Oh, looks like there was a fumble. Upper Marion's calling it. The ref called it. Upper At Marion Panarello ball. loses the ball and fumbles it. Vikings will take over from their own 48-yard line. <sighs> you get something going, Eric, and you know. Just keep Eggby the ball. Again, no. I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm here talking about the conditions. Yeah. And these are the results of these yeah. conditions. Yeah, I mean. So, you know, result of the conditions here are basically the fact that it's it's wet. And yeah, it's really wet. And you're slipping and sliding. I feel bad for the cheerleaders out there on the track tonight. Is there? But they're troopers, Rick. I they mean, are. They are. So, hard to see out the windows here is actually it's hitting so hard. and Screen and, Two yeah. thirteen left to play in the first. Now it's going to be hard to see Boyertown's jersey because I can already see the mud covering the white numbers. We're going to have yeah. a real rough time. Well, you know what? I was waiting for this game all day. I, yeah. I love these conditions. So it was Etheridge handoff up the left side. The Vikings will power their way up to about the 45-yard line of Boyertown. And not quite enough for a first down. So about an eight-yard gain on the play with about two minutes left to play in the first, and the clock will keep ticking. I think we need to get a dome. <laughs> we need a dome. Rick. We don't we even have to... turf. Yeah, that's true. And you want a dome. We don't need turf. Well, if you have a dome, you have turf. 
Typically. Unless you can have a ceiling open up. Yeah, well, this isn't the Las, Las Vegas Raiders here, Mr. Butcher. Etheridge in the gun. Backs in the eye. High snap. Handoff. He's heading up the right side. Breaks one tackle. He'll hit the second level. Be brought down. It's about the Bears' 36-yard line. The, he, that, that tackle, I think he anticipated that tackle and dropped down to a knee too quick. He should have kept driving through the guy to make that tackle. Anthony Panarello on the stop for Boyertown. The clock will continue to run with 1.24 left to play. Uh, that'll be a first and 10 for the Vikings as they are invading in Bear territory yeah. yet again. Yep. So, you know, evenly matched for the most part on, on this team. I, and, and Upper Marion has some size, don't get me wrong. But able to basically exploit the fact that the Bears have some injuries right now. So, Etheridge hands off up the left side, and he'll cross the 35 down about the 30-yard line where he is taken down. I, again, I'm struggling to get these yeah. numbers tonight through the window, so bear I mean, with us, folks. One thing, too, is you got to remember, all these jerseys are going to get wet, so you're <laughs> not going to be able to just grab a jersey. You're going to have to break yeah. down and tackle people. Uh, yeah, and that's and that's key. I mean, you can't coach that stuff. That's no. just situational awareness and and trying to figure out what you can you know you can do. And some of these plays are just going to be tough to make, and you're going to have miscues. I mean, you know, Boardtown starts out aggressive in the first quarter against Norristown, right? They yep. go up 21 nothing, and end up losing that game. Yeah. You know, Boardtown can pull out the same situation here, get themselves yeah. together, and then come back. The game's and, not over until oh, it's no, over. Oh no, no, no. So handoff up the left side as Vikings will move for another first down into bear further into bear territory as it looks like they crossed the 20-yard line and they will be down at about the 19-yard line with 16 seconds left to play in the first. So Zade Etheridge, quarterback, he's a junior for Upper Marion. And we've, well, we haven't played Upper Marion in forever, yeah. right? So we weren't even a thought back then. My father wasn't even a thought back then. 28,827 <laughs> days. What was it again? 28,827 days. Since they've played yep. each other. But who's counting? So a timeout on the field. The coaches will get a chance to try and coach them up and talk to them about this one here a little bit. It is a soggy one here tonight at Boyertown. I mean, I'm looking at umbrellas that are just breaking. Yeah. it's it's This is – I think the wind's the worst. It's not. Yeah, it's not just the rain. It's the wind. So 16 seconds left to play in the first here. Boyertown trying to stop these Vikings. I mean, they can't – uh, the Vikings are able to – they're running off tackle. They're running up the middle. They're completing those long passes. And, you know, the wind's gusting a little harder right now. I'd like to see them try and throw one right yeah, now. I mean, yeah. this is where you get – I wish this was snow. Could you imagine? Yeah, that would be awesome. I remember it was 10 years ago, and today's my daughter, my oldest daughter's birthday. She's 13 today, Muriel. And I remember on her birthday it snowed that year. You know, oh, so yeah, it's not I that it's not that. possible. It's not that it's not possible. But yeah, it, trick or treating on Halloween in the, in the snow. Yeah, yeah, and then you have other Halloweens where you're trick or treating in shorts. So, yeah, you know, that, yeah. Welcome to Pennsylvania. <laughs> so Etheridge back on the field. He's in the gun. Two receivers right, one left, one in the backfield. Handoff straight up the middle, but he is brought down hard, basically at the line of scrimmage, trying to get a look. And I'm thinking Cole Marinello was in there on the stop for the Bears. So the clock's going to continue to tick. That'll take us to the end of the first quarter. As Upper Marion up 13 to nothing here at Boyertown. We got a wet one here. Stay with us. We'll be back for the second quarter. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Close your tired eyes. Relax and then count. 
To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Back here at Bash Memorial Stadium and the Bears trying to get something going here as they're trying to stop the Vikings from entering the end zone yet again. We're in the beginning of the second quarter here, so some announcements going on out there, Eric, but I can't open the window here tonight. Yeah, no, the I think they're announcing all the seniors' names, giving them their recognition one last time in the stadium. Yeah, and, yeah, they are. I hear Luke Hardway right now. And you've got a situation here tonight where you've got to get some seniors on the field, maybe some guys that are not key players that don't play all the time, and it's their last game. So you got to get them in for a couple plays and let them feel those Friday night lights. And, and you, you look at these players, even if they aren't those key star players like Leo Egby and Luke Hardway, these are the guys that get you prepped each and every week, and yep. they are key. Every player on these teams are key components to Absolutely, this team. Absolutely, 100%. So, you know, I, you know, I've played with guys that played two snaps, but they don't regret one bit of it because they're out here able to be a part of this team, something that they will never forget. And this is their last senior night here at Boyertown on this field. So the Vikings now moving from right to left on the Bears 17-yard line, second and nine, Etheridge in the gun. He fakes the handoff. He's throwing – to the left side, and that ball just going absolutely nowhere. It looks like it slipped right out of his hand. Yeah, and they're, they're throwing into the wind now, so those hey, long passes good. are – Yeah, good. good. Yeah, good. Good. You know, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm a homer, and these these are my yep. bears, so I'm going to take every chance I can to, to help them out. So, uh, you know, bears fighting for this one. So that will bring up a third and nine for the Vikings. Bears trying to get a stop here. I mean, the wind's howling, and, you know, that's on their side. So that's, you know, there's your 12th man is, is basically the weather conditions right now. About time we have 12 men. <laughs> <laughs> so. What, is Jerry texting you again? Yeah. Exeter's not even playing, and yeah, Jerry's texting you again? He's calling. He's with the Berks Catholic tonight. So Etheridge in the gun. He'll fake the handoff. He looks like he wants to come back and throw. With Ordway almost on the snap. Oh, and he completes Sack. it. He completes a pass. For about an eight-yard gain, I, you got to give Etheridge credit on that play. I mean, that was pretty yeah. pretty incredible. He threw with a guy around his waist. <laughs> so, guy Ordway is on, on his heels, basically. Yeah. He stretches out, throws it to the right side, and that will bring up a gain for them. So, it looks like that's going to bring up a fourth down, though, for Upper Marion with 11.26 left to play in the second quarter. Bordertown in a tight set. Ryder Garrison at free, uh, free safety here tonight. As Brandon Shane, as we've mentioned a couple times, is not able An to. An upper Marion switching personnel, but I can't see numbers. I can't. You know, this is <laughs> it, they have almost the same jerseys as Owen Jay did. They got yeah. the light. You know, obviously it's in a way white jersey, and they got the silver numbers, and it just makes it really, really tough trying to keep the windows here cleared up. And uh, looks like timeout called here on the field. So Boretown getting a chance to try and discuss some kind of defensive strategy, and. About 11:08. This is gonna be a this second. is a big stop for Boyertown. Big stop, fourth and five, right here. I mean, I you mean, can't you can't really kick it. Their kicker, I mean, I no, seen the first kick. No. He doesn't have he doesn't have Foskey's. He's not Foskey. He's not a Foskey. You know, so our player of the game last week. Player of the game last week. The Bears went and played in the uh, districts last night and were able to win that game. So they'll advance even further. So Foskey and they went all the way to penalty kicks. 
um, and then they weren't able to win it in regulation time. So that's that's yeah. them next door. That's them next door. So uh, Upper Marion in the booth next to us here. Sorry about that, folks. So we got a field goal attempt here on a fourth and five. This will be a tough, tough kick right here. Oh, fumble. Fumble snap, and the Bears light them up back at the 25-yard line, and that's a big, big stop for Boyertown. They needed that one right there. So 11.03 left to play in the second, and that's the stop that Boyertown was looking for. I, I got Eric, we, we tried – to, to figure out what would you do in this situation, right? Every each and every week, and we look at yeah. our we look at our own team, and we even say, yeah. you know, I don't know. I what mean, us to do being it. coaches and players, we always try to say, oh, what would we do in this situation? So tell me, like, what I I what don't. What do we even, do right now? I no, but I don't try to kick that field goal if I'm Upper Marion. Like, they're trying to I mean, kick. You're up thirteen nothing. It's a I thirty-five mean, yard field goal yeah, in the wood from the in the no, wind from the right hash. That's true. So I don't I mean, right now. That. You so Panarello, Panarello under center. Flag flies right from the start. I don't know what that's about. And Panarello is driven back. I look like he might have fumbled the, the snap just yeah. a little bit on a wet ball. So yeah, I have to agree. I don't think he kicked out at that point. That's I. I just oof. in different weather conditions, possibly. But the, his first kick in going with the wind was barely made it over yeah. the upright. Yeah, he doesn't have the length and the strength in his leg is Foskey, Foskey, and some other kickers that we've seen this year. Yeah. And Foskey again, he's perfect on the year. Other than one block kick, so yes. credit to we him. We don't talk about that. Well, <laughs> it happens. That's part of the game here. So, 10:58 left to play in the second. Panarello trying to get him straightened up here. It looks like it was an offsides against Upper Marion, so move him up five should bring up a first and five here for the Bears. One in the wing. Panarello handoff. Egby up the right side. He'll break free. He's across there he the goes. 20. He hits across He's the gone. 50. Down to 45, 40, 40, 30, 25. Brought oh, down. Oh, and he fumbled the ball oh my down. God. Let's see if they call oh, him down by contact or they give it to no, Upper Marion here. But my God. Leo Egby took off on a 45-yard scamper. He brums down to the 25. It looks like they are going to give the Vikings the ball. So Egby able to break one free. Hit and loses the ball. I I thought maybe brought down by contact, yeah, his, but yeah. I'm not even going to argue tonight. No, no, no. He was terrible. Out he there. was he was he was on his way down. I couldn't really see the knee. Um, wow. He's just got to keep his head up, though. You, you make mistakes, weather conditions. I mean, it happens. The ball's slippery. I mean, anybody that's played football with a wet football, I mean, it's it's hard to hold on to. It's like greasing a pig, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> so 10:47 left to play in the second. Upper Marion's going to take over now as Boardtown was able to move the ball. And you can see him. He knows it's his senior year, and he knows. Yeah, he's his head there. is down right now. So coach is trying to talk him up. So Upper Marion from their own eight-yard line right now, up 13 to nothing here in the second. Etheridge in the gun. He'll take the snap, handoff up the right side. Takes on a man or two. Flag, flag flies. We'll see what the call is. Looks like he gained about five on the play. But we got a flag back. here. And I, and I do, too. I think you got a hold on that play. Because, I mean, he broke free on that edge really well. So, looked like there was probably a hold on or Ordway over there yeah. on the right side of the field. Vikings moving right to left here. So, scoring update in Berks County right now as Governor Mifflin up 13 to nothing over Berks Catholic. 
So Governor Mifflin didn't, you know, they missed the game against Boone. Exeter's missing the game against Boone tonight, uh, ultimately. So now Governor Mifflin finally gets a game against a tough Burks Catholic team, but up 13 nothing, And that's not bad. I mean, you got to imagine Nick Singleton up there in his last game of the regular season. You know, you thought maybe he'd run all over him, but Burks Catholic is tough. Team. Are they playing him? Would you play him in the last game if you're going to the playoffs? Well, in, in weather conditions you're like this. You're number one in the state. I don't know. In weather conditions like this, I think I'm maybe maybe give him a couple plays, maybe give him a quarter or hold him out until the end of the game if you really need to pull one out. But, I mean, win or lose, like, does it hurt him in the offseason? Etheridge hands off up the right side for no gains. The Bears were able to stop him there, and that will bring up – a second and about 14 for the Vikings with 10-16 left to play in the half. Huddle formed up in the end zone, like to keep them buried here or get them to fumble the ball yeah. or pick six maybe exactly. if they try throwing it. And he, and then I think, Coach, first offensive play, give Leo the ball back. Look Just for a pass the, here, Etheridge under center. He's got a man split far, far left. He's got a, oh, He's going to run around the end. And brought, nice. almost oh. brought down, and Roman Marinello will eventually bring him down at about the nine-yard line. So and Gavin Chamberlain over and there. Gavin again. Chamberlain Jeez. in on that every week. I, I, you know, we did not know who he was really coming no. into this year, and this is our first year broadcasting for the Bear Sports Network, and that's a name that's a household name for us. Yeah, Booth. You know, a yep. name for us is Gavin Chamberlain just lighting it up here for the Bears. And they say when you get the chance, make a name for yourself. And I, I, he's made a name for himself. Week in and week out. I mean, just how hard he works, uh, you know, and able to, you know, put the stop on here for the Bears. And I've really rarely ever seen him miss a tackle. No. If, he's, if he's got a hand on him, he's going to bring it's him down. It's a big, and thir big third down for Boyertown. So third and eight here for the Vikings. Etheridge in the gun. He's got one receiver right, one left. He'll hand up off of the right side, blocking. Hold, will hold. He'll break free and eventually brought down by Ryder Garris at about the 20-yard line. Looks so like they may have got the first down, though. Maybe a first down there for the Vikings. And that 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 blocking that that scheme they have there is basically you know all that down blocking coming and kicking out yep. and able to open up that right side for the Vikings. So that'll move the chains for Upper Marion and keep this one rolling for them and Bears I mean it, showing some strength in some places and in other places not able to stop the running game right now which is going to be prominent through the entire game here with the wet conditions so that first down is brought to you by in-home oxygen on the web at inhomeoxygen.net Etheridge will hand off up the middle but they'll gain pretty much nothing and be brought back to the line of scrimmage maybe a one yard gain there <clears throat> We got to we Queen Queen Zeals. Queen Zeals is the I think is the player that we're looking for number 4. Oh. That's running the ball for okay. the Vikings there Eric so Queen Queen Seals. He is junior 57150. So 8:05 left to play. Etheridge in the gun. High snap. He'll hand it off, though, up the middle, and he'll gain about three on the play. So I don't know if that was Seals there again, but looks like it was Seals again on the carry. He'll gain about a couple on that one, so that'll bring up a third down for this the Vikings. Is, this is third down we, we struggle with a lot this season. Third down, I, yeah, yeah, stopping the third down, you know. and We've had teams buried. I mean, last week we had what? They, we, they were buried like – Third and fifteen, yeah, or fourth and fifteen, and well, they you, got the first down. Well, you give up thirty yards on two personal foul plays yeah. too. So yeah, that's, Etheridge that's in the gun, one left, one right, two backs, handoff. He'll cross left side, 
through the first line. And he fumbles. He fumbles. He fumbles. And it's picked back up by Upper Marion, and he'll actually advance a yard or two. Nope, they're going to call it dead right there, as Upper Marion will actually advance a yard or two off the fumble, and that'll give him another first down and keep it moving. So, hey, you know what? you got to capitalize. The yeah. ball comes out. It's going to happen on both sides, and Egby's got to understand that down there, too. Yeah. Keep his head held high. You know, you it looks like he's back on there. He, he he sulked for a little bit, as any good player does. You're hard on yourself. Yeah. There's nobody harder on a player than themselves. Absolutely. So you Except know, for you some of the coaches we had. They're pretty hard on us. <laughs> <laughs> we will not name any names. Yeah. Coach Rocky. Uh, yeah. Manning. <laughs> well, that's your father, so that's yeah. a different story. <laughs> so, Etheridge in the gun. One receiver left, one, left, one right. Two backs. He'll hand off up the right side. Seals. Brought down in the backfield for about a three-yard loss. And I'm trying to figure out who that was back there. I think it's Roman Marinello on a safety sneak. Yeah. So Marinello, a strong safety, comes up the right side. He pinpoints that one and brings him down for a loss in the backfield. So, again, things that are working, you know, it's a thirteen. It's 13 points. They're running off tackle. Running off tackle. They're not doing anything like, No, amazing. they're not doing anything special at all. You know, both kind of They kind of look like they're running more of a, like a zone offense tonight. Having the offensive line kind of get and hook the hook the defense and kind of push them back, and then the receivers are blocking down, and they're just using that lead blocker to get the receiver or the running back out and around the outside. Etheridge in the gun, two left, one right, high snap, handoff up the middle. He'll take dive, power through, but the Bears will meet him at about the 35-yard line, and that's where that play will end. And then. You know, after they run outside two or three plays, they hit one up the middle. Run outside two or three plays, hit it up it's the middle. It's almost like it's scripted. It really is. And then once in a while you try to throw a pass in there, which, uh, you know. You, at, I this don't point, know that, at this point, I don't know you can. I don't the know wind's you, not letting up. I don't know that you pass in, in this direction. Now, maybe in the second half. I mean, half. the cheerleaders' pom-poms are shaking, and they're not even moving their hands. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that you throw in this series in the second quarter. I mean, wait till the third quarter maybe when you're going the other yeah. direction with yeah. the wind. But even so, the wind will carry it. Timeout, uh, Upper Marion. So the Vikings will call a timeout with 5.27 left to play. We'll take a quick timeout. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. Whether it be our primary care and specialists throughout the region seeing you soon, our urgent care centers in Muhlenberg, Maiden Creek, and Stroustown seeing you quickly, our emergency room in Burn Township seeing you now, or our on-demand app, walk-in lab, mammography, and imaging services seeing you anytime. We're ready when you need us. We'll get you back to the health you need to live the way you want. Visit thefutureofhealthcare.org to learn more. 13-0 Vikings right now up on Boyertown with 527 left to play in the first half. Boyertown will receive the ball in the second half, so that's yeah. a plus. I mean, again, we talk about it. Five minutes left. This is a huge first down. You're on your, you know, you're close to your end zone. you got to stop him here and get the ball back before half. Gone. Two receivers left. Man in motion. He'll hand off. Oh, he oh, slipped. He'll slip and take a knee and All right. down by contact. So Ooh, look at that. That's going to bring up a fourth down. There look. it is. I think that might have been on Boyertown. That's Ryder Garris. Yeah, Ryder Garris got pushed down after the whistle, and I think he might have said something. Oh, that's not good. So we got a fourth down coming up. And now he was he was hit after the whistle, and he should have just got up and walked away. 
Looks like personal foul against Bordertown, so that's going to give... That's one of those things, like we said last week. <sighs> the second guy is the guy that always gets called. And Ryder got knocked down right in front of the ref, clearly. All Ryder had to do was get up and walk away, and... But he... I don't know. I You know, you got him. That's a fourth down right there. That's yeah, a that, long that, fourth down. Yeah. They're punting that ball. You know, that's that's that can't happen. So... Uh, well, a 5-16 left to play. Referees are still having a conference about it. It looks like they'll, they'll come over and talk to Coach Miller. And maybe I don't think Coach Miller is going to be happy with this call. No, but, you know, I'm I i don't. I'm, I'm not sure what was said, but obviously the refs are going to let Coach Miller know what's going on and, you know, give him a heads up on. Oh, his, his headset just went off, Rick. <laughs> well, he gets pushed down, I, I you know, and you got to imagine Ryder probably said something to him. I, I We're not down there. And, no, exactly. And there's this game, can't even imagine, you know, trying to even speculate what's going on. It's hard enough to see out the yeah. window right now, Eric. Yeah. So we'll see what this call ends up being. Obviously, they said personal foul, so that should probably back Boretown up and give the Vikings a first down. But they have not moved the sticks yet. So let's see what they end up doing down here as the rain continues to fall with 5.16 left to play in the first and Coach Miller's got his stomp on. I, I he's he's not happy. No, he's not happy at all. Yeah, I've seen that walk before, and uh, something something happened out there that does not sound. And he'll defend his boys. I've seen absolutely. Him do it. He'll defend his boys to the end, you know. So Upper Marion right now on the board, showing a third and ten. Let's see. Again, we got to be careful. We can't we can't have these penalties like this. Those will walk off 15. Just enough to get the first down. And he's looking down on the ground like he's not sure. I, I'm yeah. not sure. I really. Yeah. I, the, 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 the refs have befuddled me this year. Yeah. It's, it's the only word I can think of right now. So. I wish high school had a red flag in replay. Would have been a fourth down. Now it's a first and 10 at the Vikings' own 47-yard line. Etheridge in the gun. Two left, two right, one man in the backfield. He'll call for it. He'll fake the handoff. He's going to keep it, try to run it, but nope, he is met two yards in the backfield hard by Gavin Chamberlain again. So Chamberlain in on the stop, but it looks like the rush was on. Marinello was on his way up. He did, you know, a nice read there coming up to make the stop on the right side. So that play, uh, you know, and you're starting to see the Vikings with, with the sets that they are in. They're, they are a little bit predictable. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. You know, if they go two left, two right, you know, you can kind of see what's coming. They're going to try and maybe just run off tackle. Yeah. You got to fake gotta, the play with the running backs, come back with the quarterback bootleg. I you, mean, it's. You're on the left. If you're on the left hash and the wide side's right, they're going to send a guy all the way out there as a decoy. So, Etheridge I mean, it's in the like gun. It's a little bit. It's a little bit. Handoff around the right side, brought down for about a six yard loss in the backfield. And that is Luke Ordway on the stop there, senior Luke Ordway. And again, Ordway. we're seeing it. I mean, and I think second half, unless Upper Marion changes their tactics, I mean, it looks like they've been pretty steadfast since the beginning of the game. I mean, a little coaching in the – I mean, it could be a different second half. I mean, again, we're right back. Third and long. What is it, third and – Well, right now they're calling this a second and 21. The stick safe, third, third, yeah, yeah, third and 21. Third, third and 21. This so. is a huge down for Boyertown with three, three and a half minutes left. They are basically back in Pottstown trying to make their way back into town here <laughs> right now, Eric. And uh, Etheridge in the gun. One left, one right. Handoff up the middle. 
And he brought stopped. down by a host of Boyertown boys. I, you got to think, maybe we're getting a handle on what's big going number seventy four. So Boyertown on a big stop here on a big third down, and we may see Upper Marion punt for the first time tonight, Eric. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I thought I was going to see it in the first quarter. Yeah, but we went for you know they went for a thirty five yard field goal, which again I that one I'm going to probably talk about all week. Yeah, sure I, that's that uh, yeah I'm not sure either. But not, hey, we're not coaches. Not. Not, not anymore. Anyway, no. <laughs> I just call them like I see them. So 2:50 left to play in the half. Vikings up 13 nothing. Bears on a big stop. They're gonna have to punt. Vikings are punting it. It's a nice punt. Marinello back to try and receive. He'll let it go though. It's fired down at the 25 yard line. So Panarello will start his bid from the 25 with 2:36 left to play in the half. Got it. You got. Got to score here. I mean, oh, absolutely, hundred percent. Go. I mean, you're showing that you know. No able, huddle, give it to Leo. You can no move ugly, the ball. No two huddle, hands on the ball. Yeah, no huddle, give it to Leo. You know, two hands on the ball. You're showing you can move the ball. You're showing yeah. your defenses can can you know can stop yep. them. You know, Boyertown shuts the, continues to shut down that offense tonight. Puts you know, it's a different ball game. Two it's on only thirteen. Only thirteen points. Yeah, right. and you put two on the board with a leg like Foskey for the extra point. And you're up. So this play will be oh, blown God. dead right off the start, and uh, I'm usually going to indicate a false start. Although, oh, it kind of. I think he, yep, yeah, got an offsides on the defense. Oh, there you go. So give him five, keep the ball. Yeah, maybe that lineman can't stand in his stance, getting a little muddy, slipped a little bit. Time and time again, though, I've seen and I've and I've heard games and listened to games and watched games throughout the season and, and uh, this year. So many teams have fallen apart at a certain point of the game, and Boretown able not like to. Like right now, their defense is all over the place. Looking aggressive. Panarello under center. Hands off. Yep. Egby up the right side off tackle. He's dragging five guys with him. He has the entire offensive line on him as he'll take the ball up to the 37-yard line. And His power, Eric. Yeah. Week in and week out. Egby's just. Give him the ball and get out of the way. Two hands on the ball, Leo, and let number two run it. So first down. For Boyertown, as Egby is going to get the chains moving here, but the clock is ticking. 2.23 left to play in the half. They're hurrying to the line. Ordway I mean, the, the hurry to, right. to the line is keeping up where Marion off, off kilter. Boyertown, all black. Panarello, looks like he fumbles the snap, and he's yeah. going to be brought down back at the 35-yard line. So a wet ball condition, you know, is what it is. Panarello not able to, to get that ball away. It looks like it was going to be a pitch to Egby up the <laughs> left side. It's funny. He's he's got a towel hanging, and he's wiping his hands. All he's doing is making it. I can't imagine that towel is dry. Well, you know, you got the ball boys down there, Tillman Henley and uh, my son Luke Hunter down here tonight uh, on the field trying to – they're not staying dry, that's for sure. No. But I see them trying to keep the balls dry for the team here right now. So, Cole Marinello. They probably have water in places they didn't even know they had. Cole Marinello at center. He's ready to hand off. Panarello's back to pass. He's looking deep down the field, oh, and it is intercepted back at the 35-yard line by Zielinski. Yep. Brad Zielinski for the, the Vikings will pick that one off. Panarello was just a little bit too much on that yeah. ball. Gavin, Gavin Chamberlain was open. Gavin too. Chamberlain, the tight end, looking for – and, he, you know, defensively we talk about him a lot, but he's in the tight end spot, the open man. So, you know, two fumbles – and an interception. So, I mean, conditions, you know, apparent, but, you know, shooting themselves in the foot here a little bit because Bears were able to move the ball tonight. Yeah, so I mean, I think at that point, I think it might have been a little too early to try to unleash the pass right yeah, now. I think you wait to the second half and just pound the ball. Agreed, but you also got to keep them, keep them honest, too. So, Coach Miller, you know, being an aggressive style coach, wants to keep them honest. As the rain's pouring down, Etheridge in the gun, 
We need to talk to the school district and get some windshield wipers on these <laughs> windows. He'll hand off up the right side, but he's met at the line of scrimmage. Actually, maybe even a one-yard loss. Strip the ball. Get the ball out. Cole Marinello in on the stop for the Bears at the 34-yard line. The clock will keep ticking. 120 left to play in the half. Vikings up 13-0 right now. Bears defense showing a lot of life here in the second quarter. Got to keep that rolling and then transition that into, obviously, you know, your offense. Yeah. And holding on to the ball. making can very, This is going to have to be a very conservative type game right now. You can wow, actually you can, hear yeah, it it's coming down. down now. Usually, folks, we'll have some game noise behind us, but the windows have to remain closed here tonight. You can see the, the opposing so. camera crew over there. Their camera looks like it's they're filming an underwater video. <laughs> Etheridge in the gun. One left, one right, heading right to left. High snap, handoff. He is met immediately for about a three-yard loss. So the clock will keep ticking down to 30 seconds left in the half. Coach wants a timeout. And Coach Miller will call a timeout. And it took him three seconds to stop the clock, but 27 seconds left. Again, put him in another third and long, Rick. So we'll stay here uh, until the half and see what Coach Miller's got up his sleeve. I, I You know, the, we're getting penetration on the line, right? So they're getting in there. I don't know that you call, you're trying to call a bliss here right now uh, unless you're trying to force a fumble on a yeah. bad snap. Put Egby in there and let him mess up the center. With a running back going in there with his quickness, you're gonna you're gonna get the center off off balance. If and he it. recovers a fumble last week, basically doing yeah. what you just said. You know, so it anything's possible at this point. But 27 seconds left to play here in the half. Upper Marion up 13 to nothing. They'll continue their timeout. Looks like the refs looking to the sideline. Sideline, boys, wrap it up. Egby's ready to spin. I know he wants to get back in there and may have to wait to the half. We got a third and 14 here for Upper Marion, buried on their own 33-yard line. Upper Marion in there all white tonight. Boyertown in their home black, white helmets. Cade Sennett is in the game on the right corner. Etheridge in the gun. Two right, one left. One man in the backfield. He's got a quick pitch up the right side, but met immediately. Coach Miller timeout again. Coach Miller's calling another timeout. And that'll bring up a big fourth down for the Vikings. So 19.7 to be exact yeah. seconds left in the half here, Eric. And Coach Miller is trying to be conservative here. I mean, you got them buried. They're on their own 30. I think we point. got one more timeout. So if Upper Marion tries to run the ball, Coach Miller could technically get the ball back. Right here on the 30-yard line, potentially. Well, you got a fourth down. It's a fourth and 14, and they're on their own, I'm going to say, 30-yard line. Board says 33. And looks like they're going to try and punt. They got their punter on the field, but. Do they have, punt? I, I will. I mean, you're buried in your own 30-yard line. You're up 13, and then halftime's coming, and the Bears are going to get the ball back in the half, second half. You, you better punt this one away. So Roman Marinello is going to go back across midfield and try and receive wasn't able to get a hand on it last time as it went far left and then rolled away. You can tell it's windy when the, the end zone markers are all blown down. Yeah, this is a nasty night. I don't know that I've played in one porn like this. No. In high school anyway, so maybe with the Bulldogs. Etheridge under center. Nope. And nope, they're going to go. They are going to punt it. So high punt. Across midfield, it'll bounce and be down at the 35-yard line of Boardtown. So 15 seconds left. And we got a timeout. 
15 seconds left. Coach Miller has a timeout. I, I don't, I don't know your throw. That's not showing to be too well tonight. No. You're throwing with the wind, which obviously carried the ball last time when he tried. Maybe to throw. the second play, if you get enough yards, you know, maybe the second play because if, I, I don't know. I don't even want to guess because every time I guess, I'm wrong. <laughs> don't want to try and make the, yeah, again, make the guess here tonight as uh, the, the weather is such a factor right here. I can't and even imagine the fans are eating eating because what do you do? Get a hot dog, or like a hamburger, hot dog, and it's gonna be soggy by the time you eat it. I will tell you right now that any fans that are in these stands right now are parents and parents alone, and oh, yeah. probably parents of seniors because oh, absolutely, hundred percent. So a handoff to Egby, but he is met hard in the backfield, and they are out of timeouts because they're gonna try yeah. and get on the ball. What's the ref doing? Set the ball, official. Come on. He's taking his time, and they're not gonna be able to get this off. Oh, Panarello does. He'll drop back. He's got to pass out to Luke or, or to Roman Marinello. But that that official, there was three seconds. The official was checking his time. He must have a date later. So that'll bring us to halftime here as Upper Marion is up 13 to nothing. We'll take a break. We'll come back for some halftime show. You're listening to the Barrier Sports Network. Home Oxygen and Medical Equipment are Berks County's foremost sleep apnea equipment specialists. We have a full line of CPAP and BiPAP supplies, including the area's largest variety of machine masks and cushions. Respiratory specialists are on staff to assure proper fitting and explanation of sleep apnea devices. We accept the most insurance companies of any provider in the area. In-home oxygen at 103 Lancaster Avenue in Reading. Call 610-929-2004. In-home oxygen. The arena's been shut. The ice has been melted. The stands have been empty. Empty. But a new day has dawned. The lights are back on. The ice is frozen. The boys are back. It's time to get back to hockey. Your Running Royals and the ECHL are back at Santander Arena. The 2021-22 season Starts on October 22nd. Get your tickets now. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now. And our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere. Visit us on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. This is the sound of your Boyertown Bears on the crystal clear digital quality Bears Sports Network. Cole, you savage in Egby. Quick pitch to the right, up the middle, up to the 50. He's going to break free. Down to the 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown number two, Leo Egby. This is the sound of your Boyertown Bears on analog, old local AM radio. Bears Sports Network. Touchdown number two, Leo Egby. Crusty AM Radio. This is the place for sports broadcast excellence in Berks County. Jerry Gelliff Media on the web at JGMedia. 
Sports.us, the home of the Exeter Sports Network, the Saints Sports Network, and the Bears Sports Network in Boyertown. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. here at halftime bash memorial stadium and uh just taking a quick walk man i'll tell you it's uh the stands are empty here tonight is there is no student section here tonight for this one and I, you know you gotta imagine being the last game of the season you'd probably see a lot of people here but um very empty here tonight and only about maybe 10 12 people on yeah. the visitor side yeah, not that many so leo egg be able to get the ball moving here for the bears a little bit um and just not able to hold on to it. An interception thrown in the second quarter by Anthony Panarello. And he's going they're moving the ball. Defense is starting to figure out their game here for Upper yes. Marion. And you know, the keys to this one basically is what keys are there? You gotta keep fighting the weather. And that that is the story here tonight. As the Bears are probably getting in there, you know, Coach Miller's trying to listen, calm down guys, you know. Conditions. You got a whole half. The conditions are tough tonight, right? Uh, and you're just going to have to play conservative football. So you're going to have to make sure that you're holding on to the ball when you're carrying it. Make smart choices when you're passing it. So the Bears are going to come back out, and they're going to be going into the wind. However, they will receive the second-half kickoff. So they left the field with the ball. They'll come back, get the ball back again, got to hold on to it. It's 13 nothing, and two scorers, and you got Foskey's leg for the extra points. You know, you win this one 14-13 if you're able to hold them. All right, maybe even more. So, yeah. Egby, you know, uh, takes off on, what, four runs for some really nice yards yeah. here tonight. And it's really hard to see anything. So <laughs> It is indeed. So, a little bit of trouble here with trying to see through the windows and see who's doing what. But Egby, this year, before this game, coming into this game, 474 yards rushing, averaging 5.8 yards per carry. And, hey, not a bad season. I mean, if he gets the ball a little bit more in some of the other games uh, that they tried using a lot more Marinello with the scheme that Coach Miller had, maybe maybe makes it over actually 1,000 yards this season. And I know he's got a huddle out there looking for recruitment and showing his sheer power here tonight, even on the short yardage downs. We have not seen Cole Yusavich with a carry yet tonight. Good blocking, though. Great blocking. Uh, you, know, you know, as a young as a young kid on this team right now, I think – he probably wants to see his seniors go out big, so he's going to do what he can to step up and you know, and block really well for his guys. Because he knows he's got a couple more years. Yeah, I mean, Cole's got two more years here, and you're going to see him in the same position that Egby's in right now. And he's you know, he's more of a James Devlin type back, even wears his number. 
um, and you know the, the sheer, sheer power. But again, like you said last week, you know you put those two boys in there together, and a blocking scheme is just unimaginable that they can wreak havoc crossing the line there and open up some things for Roman Marinello. Maybe if you have Jason Oaks and he's healthy because we see him at the tailback spot earlier in the season and he's not able to play last week or this week. So that slows the game down a little bit too because Jason Oaks has all that raw speed. Him and Roman Marinello oppose each other on opposite sides of the offense and that opens things up for them. Cade Senek can come in and play offense a little bit too but not going to go to him tonight with a bandage on his left hand. No. And, you know, and that really hurting him basically last week as he had two picks in and out of his hands, not able to hold on to him against Norristown, one which have, may have actually ended that game with Boyertown taking the victory on a tough, tough game there down in Norristown last week. I'll tell you what, Rick, I mean, looking out on the field, I mean, it's in really good shape for the amount of rain we have. Well, we do have, I mean, our field is fantastic. I've I mean, I see one practice. little puddle by, the, like, the 40. But other than that, I mean, it's still in good shape. Yeah, so trying to get some area scores in here right now. What I, the one game I'm looking for, waiting to hear, I guess, uh, our correspondent, Phil Haddad, will probably be coming up to see us before too awful long here with some scores. But Springford right now up 7 nothing against Pottsgrove. That's a big game in the pack. So your pack games this week, obviously the pack championship game this week, is Perk Valley against Pope John Paul. Pope John Paul. Uh, able to take it to Pottsgrove last Saturday. They played, Springford played last Saturday as well. And Pope John Paul able to just manhandle Pottsgrove last week, a team that, you know, went into it with only one loss on the season, and that was against us in four overtimes. And ultimately, uh, Pope John Paul able to take them down and, and take off on that, head in, get their bid into the Pac-12 championship against Perk Valley tonight. Interested to see what that score is going to be. So, Phoenixville plays Owen J. Roberts tonight. Upper Perk is at uh, Methacton. Exeter was supposed to play Daniel Boone. I believe I mentioned this earlier in the season, um, or earlier in the broadcast. And, uh, you know, just they're not, they're shut down for COVID. So, you know, Daniel Boone basically says, we want a no contest. And Exeter says, we want a forfeit. So. <laughs> You know, and yeah. uh, well, you know, and, and you're in playoff contention right now, so it's a big thing in the power rankings where you're at. So Exeter, you know, number eight in the in the in the area in their district, they fight. It goes to PIAA, and Daniel Boone gets the no contest. So ultimately, keeping them and their playoff hopes alive. So if Boretown wins here tonight, and then how the rest of the area settles out with Fleetwood and Whitehall. Maybe Boretown gets an Eastern Conference Championship game next week, but we got to get through tonight and we got to win. That's why too. Jerry's not at a game. <laughs> so yeah, that's Exeter why he's still that's why he's still bugging us from his couch eating pizza. So Upper Marion up thirteen to nothing right now at the half, and like I said, I mean you get two scores, you get Foskey's leg in there. That's a key, um, and, and you know just try to keep your you know ball handling is key, is clutch right now. And the defense is really showing up. I mean, the front four are really being aggressive there on the front of the line. Cole Marinello, Nicholas Panarello, uh, Luke Ordway in the backfield wreaking havoc. I know he he almost had another sack tonight. He's chasing the sack record for the Boyertown High School. Uh, you know, he got his hands on him. Ultimately, that play ends up being about a nine-yard completion uh, across into Bears territory. So, keys right now are basically just trying to stay focused, 
the wet conditions. It looks like the rain's starting to light up, maybe just a little bit. Uh, it's not pouring down rain right now. We no, you still got, it's still pretty windy. So the wind's still kicking, but, you know, in gusts. Actually, no, the wind's dead. It's not dead, <laughs> but it's it's not quite Let's as bad just walked in the booth. as it was. So with three, about four minutes left to play in half, both teams having their talk right now and trying to get things straightened out before they come back out here up Marion. Basically, got to you know get their head. Their offensive line's got to block. You yeah, got to hold them yeah. blocks. So they're trying to hold their blocks, and Bordertown's penetrating really well in there. So just trying to basically keep you know Upper Marion's got to keep full steam ahead, keep the Bears on their heels, and you know the turnovers. You know the Bears just basically got to you know no more turnovers in the second half, folks. You got to you got to hold on to the ball. So we'll take a quick break here and. Get right back at it as we wait for the teams to take the field for the second half in these rainy conditions here in Bordertown at Bash Memorial Stadium. Upper Marion up 13 to nothing. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Back here on a rainy night here in Boyertown as the Bears talking about it at halftime, down 13 to nothing against the Upper Marion Vikings. Upper Marion comes into this one 4-4, four and four, and, you know, they have a big win last week against Upper Park. They win that game 28-13, so they get a win, um, which helps them boost their confidence before they come in here this week. Alzair Thomas catches a 53-yard touchdown pass from Zaid Etheridge, and... They basically took the lead. They, in the first half, they sputter. In the second half, they come back out. Now, tonight, they're hitting it pretty well in the first half, and we got to hope that they sputter in the second half. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we'll, we'll see how that ends up going there. As Upper Marion, I mean, like I said, they only scored once in the first half on a five-yard touchdown run from uh, Braden Marino. So some we've seen Braden Marino tonight. We've seen a little bit from uh, Quinn Seals. A little bit from Alzir Thomas, um, Brad Zelinski. So they're able to spread the ball around too. And they have versatility in their offense the same as Boyertown does. So Boyertown, you know, with Manarello, uh, Marinello, you know, Egby, um, you know, Jason Oaks when he's in there. You know, you got Gio Dario out there on the far side, Luke Ordway. And Upper Marion also has the same type of weapons on their offense. And they got a first-year coach with Coach Chubb out there trying to get things rolling here with this program, able to turn some things around. Four and four on the season right now. They win tonight. They end up with a winning season. Not bad for a first-year coach down there. Absolutely there. not. So the Vikings trying to change their stars down there tonight or this this uh, year. I, I gotta say, as fifty some seconds left in halftime, normally you see the teams out on the field. They're not coming out now. They're like, we're staying dry. Well, the clock is never exactly accurate, but usually they're at least starting to come out and get warmed up. I got a feeling they're going to come out and basically jump right back into this one. Yeah. I don't even see official. I yet. don't think there's a, any warming up tonight. I actually don't even see Luke anywhere. I'm thinking maybe he got a, an opportunity to jump in the locker room there for a quick uh, dry up. So... We'll see as they're getting ready to uh, try and come back and get this one rolling here well, in the second Hopefully half. we can get back to where we were at the first you know, first quarter, first half of the Norristown game. That's where we need to be. Yeah. So some teams trying to stay alive for playoffs right now. I know Phoenixville is playing Owen J. Roberts tonight, waiting for some scores to come in on that. Perk Valley, like I said, for the PAC championship. Um, looking for – so Perkin Valley um, – We'll see if we can get a scoring update there if you're interested. As 
looking for some information there. So like I said, it was seven nothing Spring Forward over Pottsgrove. I have not gotten anything further on the Berks Catholic game, so uh Perk Valley at halftime. Okay, here we go. At halftime, Perkin Valley up eight nothing over PJP. So knew that was gonna be a tough game and you know, Ethan Kohler, quarterback at Perk Valley in his senior year, you know he's fighting for every inch and he's a big boy, two hundred yeah. pounds, bowling boys over he'll take off on a run and he'll make you pay for it if you try to hit him and he can throw the long ball as well as he showed us here just a few weeks ago at bash memorial stadium as they took us i believe 49 to nothing and something i wanted to forget about but a tough night and a night when we had james devlin in the stands too and for a little bit of support but they weren't able to uh borton is not able to get anything moving and that was their only shutout of the season now one thing left to point out here eric is Bortown has never scored against this team. No. In the four times that they've played them. No, we've, won, they, we've lost three and tied one. It was 0-0. Right. So, Boardtown's starting to take the field now. we got to get some points on the board because I don't want to be a part of a fifth. No. <laughs> so, you know, you want to get – got to get some points on the board here and try to pull this one out and end the losing streak against this team. And, and again, you, for those of you that don't understand, I've had these questions come to me quite a few times um, throughout the last couple of weeks. This is the Pat Crossover game. So when you see this on the schedule in the beginning of the year, this is what happens at the end of the season. So you wait till your league shakes out. you got the Liberty Division, the Frontier Division. You see how it all shakes out. And then basically once you get into like week four, you start playing conference games. So Boyertown mm-hmm. plays in a 6A district. They start playing the conference games against, you know, Owen J. Roberts, Spring, Spring Ford, Park Valley, Norristown, the big schools, right, because that's the big schools over there. Now Pottsgrove and Pottstown and Upper Marion are over in the Liberty area, so our frontier area. So basically, you know, at the end of the season, you take the rankings from one side, the rankings from the other side, and you find out where they match. So this seed will match this seed, and then obviously, you know, each division has their champions, and they will move forward to play in a pack championship, which is why you have the Park Valley PJP game tonight. Yeah, I mean, you can see the size of the school. I mean, seeing the amount of players on the team. Right. Uh, you know, in, in some bigger areas. And Boardtown's a big size yeah. team, too. I mean, so. you got to think Upper Marion's down there where you got, you know, Plymouth White Mars. Yeah, but they're, but they're not, you know. They're, they're not, not a slouch. No, not at all. So they're trying to, you know, program, get their program going there. So if you see a pack crossover, it's basically the league crossover from one conference to the other. And you'll see those teams play each other as the season goes, as it comes to a conclusion. Now, you have a chance at playoffs. So whether you make the pack championship or not, you're still looking for a bid in the district playoffs. So Perk Valley is going to have an opportunity for that. Pope John Paul is going to have an opportunity for that. Owen Jay's fighting for their bid. Pottsgrove's fighting for their bid. Pottsgrove loses last week to Springford, which yeah. really actually hurts them a lot. Yeah. Um, and we're able to take care of them. They only have one loss. They now have two losses on the season. So, you know, that's how this all plays out. And I've been asked that question many times as the season progresses of what, what constitutes or what dictates that. Yeah. And then this is what you get. So up until last week, we didn't know who we were going to play this week. No. It could have been Upper Perk again. Yeah. It could have been Upper Marion. You know, it could have been um, well Phoenixville. Yeah. And I mean, uh, talking to the one gentleman from Upper Marion that we were before the you know game, he said if they win this, their first round is kind of like a, a gimme. Right. But if they lose this... They're playing a little bit tougher of a team, you know. So this is big for them, just like it is big for us, because there is potential. Uh, we, 
win this, we could potentially have one more game for these seniors. Yeah, you could. And But you're looking at this right here. Like, okay, so yeah, and that's a perfect example, Eric, is that you take the seed. So if they drop down to like a six seed, then they're going to play, or like, a, you know, they might play a two. Mm -hmm. And that's something that you don't really want to face because your face may be sealed at the door right there. Yep. Now, maybe you come up with an upset, anything's possible. Yeah. You know, um, not something we've seen much of this year. And Boardtown typically struggling with some of those bigger teams that just with that raw talent yeah. and size. And Upper Marion has a lot of big and size. And experience, too. And experience. So Upper Marion has, you know, the size uh, advantage. Uh, one thing I will say, I, I wish when we were in school, mm. of a long, 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 long time <laughs> ago, I wish we had a potential for some after regular season games. I mean, we never had that option. We were kind of independent, never really got had a league. But it, it's nice for these seniors to have something – Besides just the standard games to play for. Yeah, I mean, league-wise, you know, back then when my senior year, we weren't, we were uh, in the Berks IC, I yep. believe, the first year of the Berks IC for us. In that situation, the year before that, we were independent in the Berks IC. And the leagues are changing up there this year, too, as the Berks IC after this year will be no more. And they're going to move into the Lancaster area, and that'll be an even bigger conference. Wow. Um, yeah. That's and, a big one. Yeah. And so they'll all be added into that area there. So. We're getting ready to get this one back underway for the second half, and Bears trying to get fired up there on the sidelines. I got Nick Panarello out at the 35-yard line talking to his return team, getting pumped up. Gavin Chamberlain takes the field with Coach Savage, and Roman Marinello back deep. Vikings still talking about it on their end. As Coach Miller is still trying to, you know, talk to each and every single one of them, and I guess, you know, Basically, you know, guys, we gotta play conservative. We gotta keep our hands on the ball. We can't be throwing interceptions. Maybe we gotta win it for Donna. Win it for Donna. <laughs> yeah, win it for Donna. One last. And Donna's retiring after the end of the year as a trainer. This, but this will ultimately be her last football game. Could you? Can you? I was thinking about this earlier today. Her being the athletic trainer. How many in the 30 years of all the sports that she's done? Right. The amount of students <laughs> that she's been in contact with. That's probably that. more than most teachers. Yeah. I mean, you're facing – if you've got 60 to 70 football players on a team between the JVs and the varsities being together, and then you got your soccer teams and – wrestling, wrestling, basketball, baseball, golf, hockey, tennis, lacrosse. So a squib kicked up on the right side, and we'll start the second I mean, half here. That'll be a procedure call. And not, get not only that, I mean, she also does – I mean, I remember being in junior high and getting hurt and them shipping me over here. Yeah. So she's a head trainer for the school district. So the kickoff falls short on a squib to the right side, and Upper Marion will be called on procedure, kicking the ball. I don't out think of Coach Miller likes where they're spotting it. <laughs> so Panarello will start from the Bears' own 45-yard line, 46-yard line. Yes. So we'll see what happens here. As, okay, so they're going to move it up to where it should be here, and the Bears will start almost at midfield. Hey, just keep moving it. It keeps, yeah. it keeps going up farther. So Panarello far. under center, two receivers right. Backs in the eye, waiting for the whistle. Whistle's blown. Panarello calls for it. Handoff. Egby. Leo slipped out of his stance. That play just basically broken. He Egby, like you said, he comes out yeah. of the eye, out of his stance, slips, and it's a delayed handoff and just gives Upper Marion a chance to get on him. So, Taken back at the 45. Yeah, it looks like the wind's starting up now. <laughs> it does. Dead all the way it through halftime, and now the wind's kicking back so now up. now they got the wind in their face uh, as Boretown moving from our vantage point left to right. And it's swirling around. You can see it. Penarello 
Under center, Ag Ordway split far right, backs in the eye, one in the slot. Quick handoff, and Marinello bobbles the, hand the pitch and loses it in the backfield. So the ball just, it, it's a plague tonight, this is yeah. conditions. Hey, listen, this is football. And yeah, you know, I mean you got. I mean you think we've had a lot of rain this year. Right. You got to think. I mean, in in some leagues, colleges, you know, they dunk the ball and make the running backs do wet ball drills. Right. Right. And we don't do that here. So <laughs> we probably <laughs> ten, shouldn't. We're in the PA. Ten fifty-eight left to play in the second. Panarello on a third and sixteen. He's under center. One right. One in the slot. He's going to hand it off to Egby up the right side. Egby will He's drive, got two drive, hands drive, on that drive, thing drive, now. drive. He's got the entire defense on him right now. And, and the offense. And an up-home <laughs> whistle. See, he carries the entire pile <clears throat> across midfield, and that will bring up about a fourth and seven. He's going for it. Coach is going for he it gotta, right now. Yeah. you got to put your foot on the pedal. But, again, you got to – and this is my opinion. You come back to what's working. So, the pitches aren't going to be there. So, so, Leo just gained about what? What would you say? Seven, eight yards at the whole pile? You need five? So, they're going to – Give say, it to him again. They'll call a fourth and five here. Panarello under center. Egby. There it is. They hand off to Egby. He'll fight for every so inch. That's kind of close. He's going to come up short. Yeah. So just short as the Vikings will take over on downs at their own 46-yard line. Yeah, and with this weather conditions, those short little quick handoffs, it's going to be hard to get your footing. Well, it's whatever's working. So if that's working for you, you stay with it. If, you know, it's working to get the pitch off, which, I mean, is not really working because, it's again, it's, it's the same thing as a pass. You're trying to yeah. get the ball, and it's a slippery ball. So um, just struggling in every aspect right now. I gotta imagine you made a comment earlier. I don't think Nick Singleton's playing tonight because it was still thirteen nothing at the He's half. He's not. I mean, Singleton as a coach, plays. as a coach in weather conditions like this, when you have your top player and you're going into playoffs with, and you have a promising season, you're you're sitting him on the bench. So handoff up the left side, cross I midfield, think that's be brought some down to about the forty-two yard line. I don't see a flag, and I agree. Yeah, it's on the flag. There's a flag. Okay, so looks like it's, it's hard to see. It blends in with the water and the mud. We're holding on Upper Marion as a handoff up the left side, crossed over into first down territory, but looks like this one's going to come yeah. back, and it is. So 9.54 left to play in the third. Upper Marion up 13 to nothing right now. The Bears got to get something rolling here and score some points. So Etheridge take them back in the huddle as they'll that's a 10-yard call there. So this will be a second and 20 for the Vikings. This is where you got to stop them. They're yeah, absolutely. Back you got them backed up. I mean, you got them backed up. The last time we had them backed up like this, you, you, they gained 10 yards, and then we gave them another 15. I mean, oh, that was a botched play. The running so back went the wrong way. Oh, Ooh. he slipped and brought down in the backfield. So you can see him come out of the snap. Looking to his right, nobody home. Yeah. Looking around like, oh, no. Yeah. And then basically tries to take off on a bootleg, run around the end, slips and falls, and he's ultimately brought down in the backfield by Luke Ordway. So he uh, fell – I mean, he fell hard right on his bottom Oh, there. yeah, with a player right on top of him. So not a way you want to end that. So now this will back him up even, even further. further. And I They're getting closer to home. <laughs> <laughs> So a long drive down 422. Pinned back at their own 28-yard line on a second and 24. You can hear Boyertown sidelines getting into it. 
Got to get this spot. You got to oh, another oh, fumble oh. in the backfield. Ordway yeah, going back him. even farther. Ordway will take him back down and say, sit down at the 20-yard yep. line. Have a seat, please. So, But, again, we talked about it, Rick. Here's the third and long. We have not really stopped. Like, our third we third down is a rough down for us. Yeah, it is. First it two, is, we do is. great. Third and fourth, kind of rough. So, a third and 24 here from their own 22-yard line. you got to be careful of the pass right now. The defense aggressive. Got to get the offense on board, holding on to the yeah. ball, moving and the ball And I here. think right now you got to be very, very, very Watch the pass. Yeah. And it looks like they're throwing a prevent three three linemen down. They're going to put extra D-backs and linebackers in there. They're they're watching the pass. They're so going to keep everything in front of them. Ryder Garris back playing center field at about the 38-yard line. And they're coming out with trips. And number 36, he's going to have to go into coverage. Marinello trips right out of the gun. Etheridge calls for motion. He'll slip in the motion. It feels getting wet. He can't, he's got nobody to throw to. He'll try and run. He'll... Make it up to the right side. Brought down out of bounds by Jason Wright on the, the near side of the field. Number 82, Jason Wright filling in at corner for Jason Oaks. And All right. that's not going to be enough to Please. move the sticks. Not even close. So they were faced with a third and 30. Now they will have a fourth down here as Bears. I mean... Gavin Chamberlain's muddied up out there. That boy's putting in some work tonight. And he's all over the field. I mean, he's sideline to sideline. It's 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 nuts. Had an opportunity to chat with his mom yesterday and just brought her attention that, you know, you should listen to the Bear, you know, Bear Sports Network, especially on a rain night. Everybody night. should. Cause we're, but yeah, they should. But we are – I told her, your boy is everywhere. He's constantly mm-hmm. on that, you know, working hard out there. So, they'll punt. It, it is a high punt down to about the 40-yard line. Marinello will – Oh, yeah. Up. He picks it up. Looks like he was going to let it go. Comes up to the 50. He's down the sideline. He's, He's the gone. There's 30. nobody catching him. He's a block. He's down to the 10, 5. Touchdown. Yeah. Roman Marinello. That's what we needed. With and Coach is going for two. Coach is going for two. To play in the third. Marinello. Kickoff. We got some points on that's the board That's the first here. one of the season. That's yeah, this, this is that's a first score against, against Upper, Upper Marion ever in history. And that's our first kick return of the season for a touchdown, isn't so it? So, Roman Marinello, yes, and Roman Marinello, your name is now in the record book. So, he runs down the sideline, and now he's going to hold the extra point for Zach Kroski. Yeah. And, and, and the multifaceted player that yeah. he is, I called it like last week. I said he is the Swiss Army knife of this team. Yeah. And last week he had a nice couple nice returns. So, it looks like he's going to let the ball go. Then he picks it up, dodges the man, and takes off down the sideline with that raw speed. Gets one really good block and takes it in. So Foskey's going to try and kick this one through the uprights. This snap is up. Kick is up, and it is I'm through. telling you what. Foskey, perfect. I'm, t- I'm telling you season. what, with Foskey and the wind, he still looks great. So with 7.45 to play, Bears are on the board. Upper Marion 13, Boyertown 7. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. In-home Oxygen has all the products you need to reduce strain, improve ligament stability, and protect healing tissue. We will work with your orthopedic specialist to treat chronic pain, overuse injuries, sprains, strains, and arthritis. We also offer solutions for injury prevention, pre- and post-surgery treatment, and rehabilitation from the leading manufacturers in the field. No matter the brace you need, In-home Oxygen offers low- and high-impact bracing solutions for everyday activities and sports. Our fit specialists can help you get back to your favorite activities today and experience a better quality of life. That's in home oxygen and medical equipment on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. 
Back here in Boyertown, Bash Memorial Stadium, the Bears able to get themselves on the board here for the first time ever against the Upper Marion Vikings with 7.45 left to play in the third. It is Upper Marion 13, Boyertown 7. The Bears in their traditional kickoff formation, and they will now spread. Foskey will get ready to kick this one into the sky. Maybe. Into the wet sky. He kicks a squib down to the right side. It is darted at the 28-yard line. Man will pick it up, bring it up to the 35, but he's met by Nicholas Panarello. And that's Jason kind of a Wright. that's kind of a smart kickoff. Kind of kick it in the ground, see if they're going to bobble it. The ball's already wet. I, I mean, who knows? Hey, who knows? I I don't know that that I haven't. The punters are able to seem like they're kicking yes. normal tonight. They're able to get some nice yes. kicks away. I haven't seen one kickoff be able to make that. And we know Foskey's got absolutely. a absolutely. So you know, I don't know. You tell him to to kick it as deep as you can and let them bobble it and fumble it and then maybe run. But in this type of night, so Gio D'Addario comes off on the sidelines, look like he's banged up a little bit. Not really sure. I saw him there on part of the as part of the stop on the last maybe got the return. Wind out of him. He's telling everybody to get away from him. So Etheridge will bring him up. He's in the gun. One right, two left. First and ten from their own 35. Hand up off tackle on the right side. He's brought down I'm trying to see who that basically is. at the line of scrimmage. And Ordway. Big 54. So the Bears able to keep this front four putting the pressure on here. Kyle Pry, we've talked about him yeah. time and time again. He's you know, a senior that he's been in the, one of the Bear Den players of the game for, uh, for the Bears quite a few times as the season's progressed on offense and defense. So, be a second and nine for the Vikings with 7.08 left to play in the third. They're on their own 36-yard line. The Bears' defense showing stout right now. Watch. So, Garris will move him around. Marinello moves to the left. Garris to the right and free safety. Back to pass. Etheridge looking down the field. He's got a man. Oh, oh my God. And Marinello just he knows misses it a too. pick. He knows it, too. The ball wickedly overthrown into the skies. Marinello is going to be there to pick it off. But yeah. slips yeah. In, in the muddy field and not able. He's pounding the dirt. Yeah. yeah. Not happy. And if he catches that, you know, oh. 50, another maybe a pick six there for Boyertown as they could take the lead. So. Another this defensive touchdown. Going to be a you know special teams yeah. defense. So this is going to come down to the wire here. I feel as you know, it's just whoever drops the ball last or slips last or throws the last. I, Has the ball last. I, we talked <laughs> about that at Potsgrove. So we got Etheridge in the gun, two right, one left. He'll split over into the wing. So trips right, snaps Passing back. Again. He's back to pass. He's got a man in the flat. He'll break the He's 40, got room. head over. Ryder Garris will bring him out of bounds at about in on the other side of the 50-yard line at about the Bears' 48-yard line. Again, third down, Rick. So Marino on the reception there as the Vikings now cross midfield. And you can look out there, Eric, and see some of them linemen. I mean, it, they're looking tired. Like th This is a long night slopping yeah, around I mean, this it's, mud. It's, this is it, wear on your be, legs. Yeah, it's a wear on your legs. It's a wear on your knees. You know, just trying to hold a guy, you know, hold yourself up and hold him up, trying to slip around. I'm sure they changed their spikes out, the longer ones, before the game. So, Etheridge in the gun. Two in the backfield, two left, one right. Out of the gun. Looking at the handoff, off tackle to the right side. Slipping, fumbling, stumbling down to about the 47-yard line. Marino on the carry for the Vikings. So that'll bring up a second down for the Vikings here. 
Bears got to come up with some kind of big play here, just something to open this up. I mean, you get a big play for Marinello, and now you need one more. You need one more here to, to stomp on this and try to get one more in the end zone, let Foskey take you into the win. Absolutely. With the extra point. So Etheridge, he'll line up in the gun, right side hash, moving right to left on the field from our vantage. Two receivers right, one left. He'll call for it. Quick pass off the right side, taken up to about the 41-yard line. Not enough for a first down, but enough to keep the ball moving here. Brought down on the far side of the field. Looks like Luke Ordway on the stop. 5.35 left to play here in the third quarter on a rainy, windy, windy, wet, muddy night here at Boyertown Bash Memorial Stadium. So a third and two, and like you said, third down, this yeah. is where the stop needs to come. So Yeah, it's a third and short. I mean, we need a big stop here. It looks like Upper Marion's coming out and trying to pass the ball a little bit. Third and two, 30 on, on the Bears' 38-yard line. Nope. No, he he's not the going ball, to. Looking to slammed in fumble, the backfield. Maybe? Big stop there for the Bears, and that'll bring up a fourth down for the Vikings. A little bit of fans so. are still shaking the booth, Rick. Well, you know, with what little we have, you know, we, yeah. though he be little, he be yeah, mighty. Yeah. That's Shakespeare, Eric. <laughs> I was disagreeing with you. I don't know who it is. <laughs> so, 443 left to play in the third. Bears down 13-7. to Got a fourth down for the Vikings. They're going to keep their offense on the field. They got a fourth and four here from the Bears' 37-yard line. He's got two receivers split left, two to the right, one man in the backfield. Etheridge in the gun. He'll call for it. He's back to throw. He's got a man. Ugh. He'll cross into – he's got the first down and more down to about the 35-yard line, so they'll convert on the fourth down, and they are throwing tonight. I guess they're getting comfortable. So the Bears not able to stop – the passing game right now, and, and and not expecting it, as nobody really threw much in the first half at, in the, with the wet ball. So the Vikings will bring uh, the chains down the field just a little bit further, and that first down is brought to you by In Home Oxygen on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. Etheridge in the gun, one left, one right, two in the backfield, high snap, handoff. He'll go off tackle. Up the middle and Flag. stomped back down at the line of scrimmage. Brought down hard by a host of Bears. There's a flag on the play. We'll see about this one. Roman Marinello in on the stop from the strong safety spot. Looks like he came on a rush. We'll see what the call is here. I have no indications as of yet. Fast, face mask or holding? Holding against the Upper Marion Vikings. So that... A little help for the Bears here as they were plagued with penalties last week at Norristown. Yeah, absolutely. And now it's going the other way for a change and try to give them a little bit of headway here. And as a lineman, this situation right now, like I said, your your feet are slipping around. You, you, you're going to grab a guy so you don't fall down. The holdings are going to happen. This is and, and you haven't seen a lot of penalty flags flown here tonight, and you got to think that there's some kind of grace for the conditions here. So with 3.55 left to play in the third, first and 17 from the Bears, 42. Vikings, quick snap. He's back to pass. Play's called dead. I got to imagine there's an offsides on 
the Vikings here, and they are indicating against the Vikings, so back them up further. And again, I'm not sure if it's the conditions. I don't know if it's trying to get the ball moving here, but now they're going to pin them back even further, and yet able to convert on a few of these situations here, but this is where the Bears need to capitalize on the calls. 3.50 left to play in the third. Still a lot of game left to play here, Eric. These, yeah, these downs with long, you know, double sticks, it, we struggled with these downs. When we have them backed up, you know, you know, first, second, third, fourth, and long, we, we've struggled. First and 22 from the Bears' 47-yard <laughs> line. Vikings on a host of penalties. Etheridge in the gun. He's looking. Oh, he'll hand off up the right side. He'll break through the line. Ordway will say no. Sit back down at the 49-yard line. So they dropped him for a little bit of a loss that's on that. That's a two-yard loss. And Luke Ordway all over this field tonight. Yeah. I mean, between Ordway and Gavin Chamberlain, Roman Marinello, your defense is stout here. And Luke Ordway definitely putting on I mean, he wants a sack, but he's able to break through and get in there when he needs to and bring that running back down right after the exchange, which is what Time's ticking needs. off the clock, though. So you still got a whole other quarter to play yet. And we have three minutes left to play in the third here. Uh, Upper Marion with a second and – I don't – so a second and 22 – from their 46. I, I don't understand the spot on that one. but So Etheridge in the gun, two right, one, two left, one in the backfield. Etheridge on a high snap. He'll hand off up the middle. He'll be tracked down. But he'll well, he's going to keep bowling his way through, carry a few guys with him. Looks like about a seven-yard gain on the play for the Vikings. Not enough, not nearly enough for a first down. No. But they will get the ball moving here a little bit. And it does not look like they're bringing the punt team out. I mean, you, I, I, this. So it's third down. Yeah. Okay. I jumped the gun. <laughs> well, you know, between the penalties. Yeah. It's, you know, they don't change the down marker there. So. But I mean, again, we have third and long. Let's, you know, hopefully, it seems like we're we're going in the right direction at least right now. So third and twelve here for the Vikings with two minutes left to play in the third. They're on Bears' 44-yard line. Etheridge is going to stay in the gun. Two left, two right. I'm guessing pass. He calls for motion. He's back to pass again. Sack. They're on him. He's oh. able to get the ball away, but it falls incomplete on the right side. And Coach that was Miller, a good defensive call on that play. Coach Miller is getting him fired up on the sidelines. He's trying to rally up his troops and get him going here. 146 left to play in the third, and the Vikings are faced with a fourth and 12 on the Bears' 38-yard line. So it looks like they're going to bring the punt team in and try to punt this one away. It's smart conservative. Run it back move. again? Maybe. I mean, you got Garris. He's going to go back short. You got Marinello, who's looking like he's heading back to about the 10-yard line. Maybe, yeah, about the 10. 146 left to play in the third. Smart but conservative move by Upper Marion, but watch the fake, and they do have the size and talent. Yep. Snap is back, and he will kick it. It's a high punt, not real long. It's going to come down to the 15. Marinello almost picks it up, but he'll let it roll, and it's going to stop down about the 11-yard line, and that's where Panarello will have to start this one and get things rolling for the Bears. Well, 89 yards, and you're there. We've seen Marinello take one back to the house, 60 yards on a kickoff return, a punt return, yeah, punt return. and we've seen Egby take off on a 50-yard scamper, ultimately yeah. fumbling it, but, you know, the possibilities are endless here. So, Bears got the foot on the pedal. Panarello 
Looks like Fumbled. he fumbles it out of the snap, and it's upper Marion ball. So, plagued by these conditions here tonight as one snap looked like they came out aggressive, and Panarello slips on the snap, fumbles it in the backfield, and they will give upper Marion the ball on the Bears' 10-yard line in the red zone. So, This will be a first and goal for the Vikings, and the Bears got to have something happen here, just the same yeah. fumble and interception. Something big happened here as Etheridge will be in the gun. Two right, one left. Etheridge will call for it. He'll hand off straight up the middle. Brought down. Oh, hard. fumble. Fumble. The ball's back out. Looks like he reaches behind him and actually picks it back up, bent over backwards, picked the ball up, and brought it back into the Somebody's basket. Somebody's hurt. And... The injured, Vikings have a player, player down. So we got an injured player on the field. From this is something you worry about with the We'll take a timeout. Upper Marion up 13 to 7, 121 left to play in the third. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. Whether it be our primary care and specialists throughout the region seeing you soon, our urgent care centers in Muhlenberg, Maiden Creek, and Stroustown seeing you quickly, our emergency room in Burn Township seeing you now, or our on-demand app, walk-in lab, mammography, and imaging services seeing you anytime. We're ready when you need us. We'll get you back to the health you need to live the way you want. Visit thefutureofhealthcare.org to learn more. Back here, Bash Memorial Stadium is the trainers, and Donna looks like she's out on the field getting a little bit of work here tonight on her last football game as the Vikings have an injured player down. Can't quite see who it is. Um, so the teams will get a chance to talk it up a little bit. It looks like as he slipped, he bent over backwards trying to hold on to yeah, the ball. It could be a knee. With, the, with these weather conditions like this, um, it, it, it's hard on the player's legs. I mean, that's look at, you know, Singleton. So getting a scoring update here as Andrew Beck just took off on a 17-yard touchdown run as Perk Valley up over Pope John Paul, 22-0 with 10-28 left in that game. So it looks like Perk Valley will head back to being Pac champions again this year. Last time that they were champions was 2018. Um, and always a big competition there between them and Springford. So Phoenixville is up six to two at Owen J. Roberts early in the third quarter. All right, just well, the player is up and walking off the field, which is always nice to yeah, see. Yeah, that's good. So Phoenixville is up over Owen J. Roberts six to two in the third quarter right What's now. What's the score? Six to two. So <laughs> a missed extra point and a safety in that game. Something interesting to watch. And you know what? Here you are, wet conditions. You're going to see some crazy stuff here tonight. Uh, it's like a baseball score. It, I, I, I had to take a minute to look <laughs> at it again. I'm thinking, am I looking at a field hockey score? Or what am I looking at? But, yeah. So, play will resume here at Bash Memorial as Upper Marion is in the red zone, driving second down, second and goal here with 121 left to play in the third. Bears got to come up with something big here or, you know, basically just get a stop here and keep themselves, keep Upper Marion off the board. You don't want this to be a two-possession no. game. Got Not with, you know, a minute 10 and the clock's still running. Etheridge in the gun, two left, one right, one in the backfield. 
He's back. Nope, he's not going to pass. He'll be brought down hard in the backfield by Gavin Chamberlain for a sack. Number okay, 40. He's all, he's all over the field. Number 40 right? all over this field week in and week out. And, and the, you know, again, we talked about this before, but the scores are never indicate actually the story of the game. And Gavin Chamberlain is a kid that he just does not stop the entire, you know, game. Whether they're up by a lot or they're down by a lot, he fights every single down. So... Gavin Chamberlain in on a sack there as one of the leading tacklers for the Boyertown Bears this year. So the clock ticks away. We're heading down to the last seconds of the third quarter. Upper Marion in the gun. He's back. Nope, he's going to try and bootleg this quarterback around the left side. Etheridge is going to try and run it in, and he will walk it into the end zone, and he's in for a touchdown. So with 16 seconds left to play in the third, the Vikings will strike again. I don't see any flags, Eric, so it looks no, like this one's going to count. Just some good blocking on the, off the left good side for the Vikings. Couldn't break off the blocks because of a you know, mushy ground. It's going to get mushier now that you know we're in a fourth quarter. So they will try and kick the extra point in the, into the wind here. It looks like the wind's giving them a little bit of a break here as they're going to try and get this one up through the uprights to put one more point on the board. Bears not able to hold on the line. I mean, coming up big when they need to, but at the end here, just Upper Marion able to exploit the left side. They're going to go for two. And he's going to keep pushing, he but stopped. nope, he's stopped in the backfield. So it looked like they lined up for a kick. They go to line up and they take take try to go for two, but he's stopped in the backfield. So with... Upper Marion up 19-7, 16 seconds left to play in the third. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Seasons Cafe in Flying Hill scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. Back here, 16 seconds left to play in the third. We got a whole nother quarter here yet, but Upper Marion has put themselves on the board again. We got a score of 19 to 7 over the Bears right now. Marinello back deep to receive the kickoff. Gotta see what I'm looking at a squib. They're on the right hash here, Eric. Absolutely. So the kick is away. It's on the ground. It's picked up on the left side. Looks like Luke Ordway picks it up and brings it up to about the 42-yard line. And that's where the Bears will try to get something started. And you got to think they got to try and score quick here and get on the board. You got, Absolutely. they got a two-possession game here no matter how you look at it. So some scoring updates. Governor Mifflin up 28-7 to uh, right now. And Methacton leads up a perky yeoman 18 to nothing. Methacton. We handled them a few weeks back in Upper Mary, Upper Park, trying to get their strength as their varsity players getting some experience this year, only having four guys that have really ever played at the varsity level on that team. So wow. they've come a long way this season from the first game when they played us. So Panarello under center. Handoff, Egby, right side, brought down by basically the entire – they're still pushing. 
and now they finally blow the whistle. So he's brought down by basically the entire offensive line. So needs some big block in there, Eric, and got to get something going here. Maybe a quick, you know, end around for Roman Marinello, but that will bring us to the end of the third quarter here in Boyertown as Upper Marion's up 19 to 7. Waiting for some more scores to come in around the area. And just saw a tweet about Nick Sirianni. I don't think that's anything anybody wants to talk about here in, in, uh, in this area, Philadelphia. A little tough with the Eagles right now for sure. So Yeah. <laughs> and Wilson takes the as lead over Mannheim Township, a tough Mannheim Township, 14-7. to So the Bulldogs staying alive up there in the third quarter in Berks County. And Springford up 13 to nothing against Potsgrove. Panarello heading the other way under center. He'll snap. Quick pitch out to Marinello up the left side. He crosses midfield. He's taking He's gone. down to the 40, He's gone, 35, Rick. 30. He needs Cut a block or two. Cut back. Cut back. Oh, he... He's down to the 10. And in for the yeah. touchdown, Roman Marinello in for his second touchdown of the night as the Bears strike again in the beginning of the fourth quarter. That's what we needed yeah, right there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we needed, you know, we got 11 minutes yet. You know, you come out, you kick this field goal, you make it 14-19. You have your defense come out now that they're fired up. You stop them, you get the ball back, you score. So Marinello getting the Bears back into this one. So it's now 19 to 13 Vikings. Foskey comes on to kick the extra point and put one more on the board, which is a good move by Coach Miller. You score one more and hold, you know you got to hold this Vikings offense first. But yeah, the kick is up. Uh, nope. He. F I think there's a flag. Looks like a fumbled snap. Not able to hold. Hold on. They may have been blocking the center. Foskey not able to get that one away. They may have been blocking the center on that. That's like, I don't think now you can line up over the center on these because so they're the see. kids' heads down. So hard to see out there, Eric. Hey, just 11.48. Personal foul. We get the ball. We get a try again. They so must have had somebody lined up over the center because now they, with the long snappers having their heads down and the whole helmet and head down thing, they, they stopped you from being able to line up over the center. So Foskey will get another crack at it. It looks like Upper Marion's def you know, defensive line's having a conversation. Listen, guys, you can't. If that, it not, and it does look like that is the call, Eric, and it looks like he's having a conversation with him saying, you got to stay off. So the wind is howling. Looks like honestly that it just changed direction. It did. It's, it's been doing right that. Yeah. Face it's, now. it's not helping Boyertown now. Now it's Upper Marion's 12th guy. So the wind in Foskey's face, but he's got the leg. He'll oh, line yeah. up. He'll step it off, trying to kick this extra point, get the Bears within five points. One touchdown seals the deal. And the Bears not able to ever score against Upper Marion. Already have 13 on the board here yeah. with Roman Marinello being the life here for the Bears. Foskey's stepping it off. They're lined up again. The whistle. Here's the snap. 
Bobbled snap, but he got Kick it off, and it's good. And it is through, so Foskey remains perfect other than a block. The Bears bring it within five. 19-14, Upper Marion still up with 11.48 left to play in this one. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. In-home oxygen has all the products you need to reduce strain, improve ligament stability, and protect healing tissue. We will work with your orthopedic specialist to treat chronic pain, overuse injuries, sprains, strains, and arthritis. We also offer solutions for injury prevention, pre- and post-surgery treatment, and rehabilitation from the leading manufacturers in the field. No matter the brace you need, in-home oxygen offers low and high-impact bracing solutions for everyday activities and sports. Our fit specialists can help you get back to your favorite activities today and experience a better quality of life. That's in-home oxygen and medical equipment on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. 11.48 left to play in this game. The Bears have struck again, trying to keep themselves still alive here. 19-14, Vikings up. Foskey's going to get set to kick this one away. Wind blowing now directly in his face. Wind whipping around. And Bears will spread out from their huddle set on the kickoff. Chamberlain on the near side. Cole Savage in next to Foskey. They are cranked up. Foskey kicks this one. It's a squib down to about the 30-yard line where he'll take a knee, basically slip into a knee, and the Vikings will start from the 32-yard line, their own 32-yard line. 11.46 left to play in this game. Mifflin now up 35-7 up in Berks County. PJP. Uh, 16 nothing. <clears throat> Governor Mifflin, 28 nothing over Beat Burks Catholic. PV's up 16 to nothing over Pope John Paul. Phoenixville coming out. Etheridge calls out of the gun. He'll hand off up the left side and brought down maybe for about a two yard gain. So it looked like he was going to get loose, but Boardtown yeah. shifting and sliding down the line, scraping down the, on the line there as Luke Ordway able to get in on the stop there. And this is where these seniors got to come up big. I mean, you got Luke Ordway out there. You got, you know, um, Gavin Chamberlain, at the, you know, a junior. Jason Wright playing corner tonight. Roman Marinello having a great game tonight, yeah. basically putting the team on his back. We've yep. said that time and time again as he's able to do great things out there at 5'10", 170. Etheridge in the gun, one left, one right, one man in the backfield, handoff up the middle. Luke Ordway slips, and he's brought down in the backfield as flag. a flag flies, and I'm not sure what this is going to be. Maybe a hold, maybe hopefully uh, not a personal against Boyertown. It's a great stop, but let's see what the call is. Block in the back. Block in the back against... The Marion, Upper Marion Vikings, so a gift for Boyertown, although they had him in the backfield as it was, now add insult to injury, and that'll back him up even further with 10.59 left to play in the game. Bears down by five. So a second and five will now turn into... I don't think they've moved the ball yet, Eric. Oh, it's declined. We're going third down. Because of the loss. Coach thought the loss was more in the, in the down right. rather than taking okay. a penalty. Which was a good call, I think. So now a third. third again. Third. Third, that was about a third and ten here. Yep. Third and ten for the Vikings. 
Quick snap over oh, there. Fumble. He fumbles the snap. Oh, it's the ball's back. loose. It's looks like his uh, upper Marion takes yeah, it in the backfield. Were able yeah. to recover. It looked like it was kicking towards the end zone. Yeah, that would have been. And fantastic. Ordway was going to pick it up and run it back in, but that'll pin him all the way back. And that's a long fourth down for the Vikings, and they're going to have to punt this one yeah, away. Yeah, they're going to have to. There's, you're buried now. So he fumbles in the backfield. Luke Ordway almost picks it up and, and runs it what, in for a touchdown. You see a little bit of stuff that we struggled with in the first. Kind of going well, the other way ways. now. It's yeah. going the other way, but it's still it, we're still plagued with it. I mean, you come out oh, after yeah, the half, absolutely. and Panarello fumbles the first snap, and that's a little bit tough. So, 10:06 left to play in this game. Bears very much alive as Epimerian's pinned for a fourth and 25. He's looking to punt this one away. It's a nice high, long punt across midfield. Marinello will up. pick it up. He's going to break oh, the man. He he's nice loose. Block. He's down, brought down at about the 46-yard line, and that's where the Bears will start. Marinello getting into a little scuffle out there, and the flag's oh, there going to fly. Is. There it is. I got to hope that's against the Vikings. As Marinello looked Jason like. Jason Wright with a nice block on that one. Looks like Marinello turned his head to the side and kept walking. I, I'm, I, I'm not sure who this is against. I'm thinking it's up against Upper Marion. Hopefully. So we got a personal foul against yeah. Upper Marion. So Again, we see penalties, penalties plague a team. So Marinello brings it back to the 46-yard line. Tackle on 15. We're heading down. And yeah, this is, yeah. This, I mean, this, this is, is what the, we needed. This this is stuff that has plagued us in this season. And I mean, we're seeing it now. The penalties. You know, at the end of the season, you know, you, your team's losing the momentum. You, you can't have these chippy penalties. So the Bears will get the ball on the Vikings' 30-yard line for a first and 10 with 9.47 left to play. And we got some things rolling here. We got a tight formation, Ordway out to the right, two in the backfield, one in the wing. Handoff, Egby up the right side. He gets met immediately, but he still will gain maybe about two on the play. Panarello's got a little bit of aggression. He runs to the sideline to get the call from Coach Miller. It, it looks like right now you got uh, Cole Savage in there. You got Egby. It looks like they're going to start kind of like trying Pound to chew it. some of the clock off. Pound clock it. Down. Yep. Pound it. Get the ball down. Let's but go. chew time off the clock. Let's go. Get it done. Cole Marinello center will bring him up to the line. About a one-yard gain they'll give him on that. So at the 29-yard line of the Vikings, second and eight. Panarello under center. Egby in the eye. Panarello's going to keep it up the left side. He's driving. He'll make it up to about the 25-yard line, so gain three on the play, and that'll bring up about a third and five for the Bears. And they got This is where they got to convert. This yeah, they got to convert gotta, this. You've got to get the first down here. So, you know, Marinello able to run up off tackle. You maybe you use just him keep again, pounding it, or you just pound it with Egby. You got maybe, two downs. You got two downs. And you got you Savage. I mean, you can run the power play. Looks like Panarello had enough of the wristband, threw it off to the sideline. He's like, I, I don't he's think like, he I'm can taking it anymore. It, I'm taking it from here, Coach. Panarello under center. He'll have a conversation with Egby. We'll see what's coming here. Ordway split far out to the right. Panarello handoff to Egby up the left side. It looks like he's got the first down and more. The whole pile's being pushed down to about the 12-yard line. Leo Egby's going to keep it moving. And we got a first down for Boyertown. He, he that's two hands. He wasn't getting that. He wasn't losing that ball. So the Bears will get the first down, head down into almost the red zone on the 12-yard line. This first down is brought to you by Penn State Health, St. Joseph's Primary Care, Urgent Care, Emergency Care, On Demand Care, the best care anywhere, on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.com. 
Panarello.org. Panarello having another conversation with Egby. He'll head back under center. Same set. One right. Handoff up the left side. Egby and Savage. Whistle dead. He was down dead. by contact. They'll call it dead. Looks like they might have tried to snap it, but looks like Marinello is calling. He was, down, it by was down by contact. So hard to tell, but it looked like. And, and again, in a play like that, you, you if you can't call it, you got to let it, you know, you don't call it, you know. So not the connection they wanted there, but the Bears will head back up to the line on the 12-yard line for a second and 10. Panarello's got one to the left. Two guys in the back. Blitz is coming. Quick pitch out the right side to Egby. He's up off tackle, but he's brought down foul at the line of scrimmage, so he's not able to get anywhere on the play. And we got another flag on the play. And it looks like Egby's pretty fired up. I got to imagine this is going to be a personal foul. I don't on think on us, though. I don't know, Rick. I, I The way he's acting out there, I don't know, Eric. It looks like he's a little upset. And are you... No, Upper Perk's getting chippy, Rick. Upper Marion. Upper Marion, sorry. Upper Marion. <laughs> I did it last week. Yeah. You got it this week, so Upper Marion. Yeah, you were just – you were plugging Jerry. I see how it is. You want to raise. My man Jerry Gallup. Yeah, Jerry you want to raise. Media. So, 7-13 left to play. The Bears get a gift here uh, on some – you know, I, I, I've told my guys when I coached them years ago, all the guys that I've ever coached over the last 20 years, keep your mouth shut. Get back in the huddle. Talk about it after the game. But, you know, whatever – it's it's not that you see anybody hitting anybody aggressively. It's you see the mouths running out there. And we saw it last week in Norristown, and now we're seeing it here tonight from Upper Marion. And Boyertown got penalized for it last week, and now Upper Marion's getting – it looks like Upper Boyertown learned their lesson. I'm sure Coach Miller is like, yo, guys, that's enough. Like, keep it down. You know, get back in the huddle and keep your mouth shut. So this will move them up. Waiting for the spot here. Looks like the refs are still having a conversation. I, it looks to me like they're coaching up Upper Marion, telling them, watch it out there. So, this will move the ball down to the five-yard five line. So, it'll be a first and goal for the Bears from the five. Seven minutes left to play. Down by five. Got to get in the end zone here. Five, five, five. Here we go. Panarello under on, center. Handoff up the left side, Leo Egby, but he's met directly at the line, and he won't go anywhere. And this is right here where it's clutch that you're going to have to put two hands on the ball. Got to hold on to that ball. You cannot have Work that down, miscue. Rick. So I, I, I was wondering, Eric, because it, it said first down, yeah. and it didn't make sense because on a, on that call, on that personal yeah, foul, so it shouldn't get an automatic. It's fourth and five, so but it looks like five. I mean, we can still get My a first mistake. down. My mistake. Well. Yeah, look, they still got the sticks up. I don't think they're on the – they must be – I don't know how they're – I don't know. I don't think the two are working together. Yeah. I, I don't really think the two It looks are like we still can get a first down maybe, unless that's just that's where the, the yard – And oh, he, he slips slipped. in the backfield, and Upper Marion comes up with a big fourth down stop. And I, you know what? It's – we're not coordinating between the scoreboard, the refs, the weather, and I apologize, folks, but – so that'll – be a first down for the Vikings down at the Bears at their own nine yard line with 614 left to play and this is where you got to have something big happen yeah. right here I, th 
I don't know that I like the sweep on that play, Rick. <laughs> I the quick pitch. Well, I mean, Marinello scores on it earlier, yeah. so you know you try to go back to it. So you can't you can't fault Coach Miller no, for that no, call. No, no, I'm not faulting him. I, yeah. Everybody so has different Etheridge will stand at the goal line in the gun. Looks like he's going to hand off up the middle, and he's met, he's met driven big. hard for about a two-yard loss, but ultimately with forward progress, maybe back to the line of scrimmage. That's Cole Marinello. Five fifty-six left to play in this game. Bears down by five. I don't think Coach has called a timeout this half, have we? We've not. So we got second and ten from the ten. Upper Marion buried back at their own 10. Can't let up anything big here. That was a nice spot with compared how look, long of a loss that They'll split like out was. twins left, one right. Look for the pass here. Snap out of the gun. Handoff up the left side. He's got a few blocks, no. but he's brought down hard on the left side for another loss. Trying to get a bead and looks like... Number 32. That is... Ryan Spangler. Ryan Spangler getting a few. We've called him a few times yeah, this year, yeah. so, I mean, somebody else to watch out for here for the Bears. <laughs> There's a lot of people to watch out for. There is indeed. So, a third and 12 for the Vikings on their own eight-yard line. 4.55 left to play. Clock is ticking, like you said. We still have some timeouts, all our timeouts Big stop right here. Etheridge out of the gun. He'll hand Big off stop. up the right side, Big but he's going to break free, yeah. and the Bears are there to stop him at the 10-yard line. So this should be a fourth down for the Vikings with 4.26 left to play in this you game. You punt it? You punt it right now, Rick, as a coach? Yeah, you got to punt it right now. You have to punt. Yeah. So Ryan Spangler in on the you stop You can't there. take a, f a no, fumble, no, a mess no. up, a safety. That's not something you want to take a chance on there even a little bit. So the Bears got to have a big stop here or a big no run penalties. back. No penalties. Punt is up. It's kicked down. Marinello. Oh, 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 we're right there. Fumbles okay. it, but right. then is helped out, and the Bears will recover, and they'll have it on the Vikings' 39-yard line. So 3.56 left to play. All three timeouts left. The Bears are only down by five. Two stalls. Ryan Spangler again to help recover that one. So Spangler in on that one helps him out. And what a big play he just had to try and get his Bears a safety net, if you will. He gained two yards because he fumbled it forward. He did, indeed. <laughs> he did, indeed. So Panarello will come out. Ordway's going to split way far to the left. Egby's in the backfield. Marinello's in the backfield. Gio D'Addario split far right. Panarello under center. The box is stacked. Marinello will take it up the left side, but be brought down at the line of scrimmage for no gain. So, 3.45 left to play. Clock is ticking here in Boyertown. Bears down by five. They have an opportunity to put up a W here tonight, but going to have to play extremely conservative, hold on to the ball, and... We got a football game. We do here. So, Panarello under center. Egby's in the eye. Panarello will try and keep it. And he's brought down hard in the backfield. No blocking on the front. 
So the Bears not able to get anything going here on offense. Got to get something going here. Uh, just open it up, get a first down, and keep the you know ball moving here. Down to 310 left to play on a third and 12 here. They're on the Vikings 42-yard line. This is two two down. I mean, you're you're running the ball. Yeah, yeah. Or you're 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 running you're running a play on fourth down. This is this is the same vibe you had last week yep. in Norristown, where you know they're faced with a fourth and fifteen. We convert, get across midfield, and then ultimately a drop pass, which end, ends the game for us. So Panarello will go into the gun. He'll have a conversation with Egby. Mar Upper Marion stacks the box. Blitz is coming. He's calling. He calls it out. Panarello handoff. Egby left. Nope. Fakes the handoff. Panarello up the left side. He'll bring it down to about the 35-yard line. Good call on that on that quarterback right there. So Panarello calls it out. Audibles, I assume. He'll take it down to the 35-yard line. Not enough to move the sticks, but that, he'll get the ball. That better. is one of the good things about having an an option type of offense. You fake that. If he if Egby has it, you hand off. If he doesn't yeah. have it, you pull it. And he still had a pitch man. Well, with these wet conditions, I mean, yeah. every yeah. decision. I don't know about you pitch, but yeah. you have him there. Every decision you make right now is is, is a crucial decision. So somebody called timeout. So a timeout on the field. Bears are going to have to talk about this and try to figure out what the best move is. They're faced with a fourth and four from the Vikings 34-yard line with 2.16 left to play. The clock's down far enough. You put six on the board, go up by one, kick the extra point, even if you go for two and try to make it a three-point game, you know, this this is big for both sides right now. As Upper Marion needs to stop, and the Bears got to convert. So we'll see how this game ends up here probably in the next two plays, basically, because if they don't stop, I mean, if they, they stop the Bears here, Upper Marion's got – and, again, a slip, a fumble, anything can happen here. But, and the, you know, Upper Marion – And now Boyertown called timeout, so we only have one timeout left. So Upper Marion still has theirs. Panarello will come under center. Egby in the eye. Ordway split left. Dario to the right. They're blitzing again. Blitz is coming. Hand off to Egby, and he is stuffed in the backfield. And the Vikings will stop him. So the Bears will turn over on downs with 2.12 left to play. Not able to convert, and not what we were, you know, Tried to run it off tackle there again. and Wait, flat. Is there a flag? Looks like we're having a conversation here. Yeah, Hold it's on, on upper, it's up over Marion. It's on upper Marion. Send them back. Send them back. I don't even see a flag on the field. Yeah, the one uh, female official threw a flag, and they're walking them back. Yeah. So a gift. A gift here for Boyertown. I did not see that at all. It was at, it was after the whistle. I think you know when the play happened. I think it must have been two receivers. It well, looked they're like, talking. There's too much chatter. It looked going like on the, out D there. the D back plan. may have uh, uh, messed with one of our receivers. All right, so a first and ten here for the Bears. We're back in the game. Left to play with 29 on the own on the Vikings 29 yard line. Panarello having a conversation with his line. Now we got to make good decisions here. Yes. Pick the play. Give it to Egby. Panarello under center. Handoff. Yes. Egby right side. Another flag flag. flies again on the right side. And he's brought down hard on the right-hand side there. So, Panarello kept it. Manor I think Mar it's on Upper Marion again. I Marinello's, think they're just talking. Marinello is saying it's on the Vikings again. Yeah, so he is the other official, confident. it looks like. He looks pretty confident. It looks like the Vikings shooting themselves in the foot here on some personal fouls. Or, let's see what the call is. 2.04 left to play. Bears down by five. Let's Looks like maybe going. offsides. 
Encroachment? Looks like the rain's starting to pick up here a little bit as the wind's whipping yeah. around. Yeah. So offsides against Upper Marion, and it, like you said, Eric, these black jerseys are getting hard to even see yeah. anymore. There's so much yeah. mud all over them. So, so the Vikings causing themselves their own pain here right now as the Bears are on the 24-yard line. 2.04 left to play, first and five. Panarello under center. Quick pitch out to Marinello. He's looking for a block. Nice cutback. He cuts back and bring it down inside the 20-yard line. We'll see if that's that enough might to move be the a chains. First Let's down, check Rick. the spot. Check the that spot looks like here. a very, very promising spot. I don't know. We might have another measurement situation like we did here in Norristown last week. There, he, Marinello is definitely inside the 20-yard line. Kind of hard to see the sticks on the far side of the field. I don't see any call from the uh, officials. Scoreboard still you, not showing. What are you calling? What, what's the, hold on. What, what are we doing? Even so, we got a timeout from the refs. They're calling uh, first okay. down. Okay, so they got the chain the crew page. standing over there didn't know what to do. Well, they didn't call it. Yeah, you can't get mad at the chain crew. I've been no, on no, the no. Chain crew. I, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, but I've been on the chain crew before. Until you get an indication from the refs, God forbid you yeah. move those chains. Yeah, the refs will be upset. You don't move those chains. <laughs> yeah. So, first and ten from the 19. Panarello under center. Egby in the eye. He'll hand off to Egby and. Head up. He's still, he's still going. on his feet. Looked like he was brought down. Oh, he's going to go. Still he's going to go. Eggby's in yeah! for a touchdown. Nice touchdown. There it is. Number Get the Leo Eggby to put the Bears up with 138 left to play in this one. Leo Eggby has a fumble in the fir first half yeah. of the game. And he wasn't comes being back stopped. Senior year, he wants a touchdown. Eric, it looks like he's down at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. He's got yeah. nowhere to go. And he takes five guys with him yeah. and marches 10 yards into the end zone. Yeah. I mean – unbelievable what he's able to accomplish yeah. with those legs. I mean, we teach running backs time and time again, keep your legs pumping, but I want video of him. If you know, if you coach a young young athlete, that's how you don't keep your stop. legs. Don't. That's how you keep your legs Play pumping. to the whistle. You don't stop. Keep the legs churning. So, Boyertown takes the lead 20-19 to 19 with 138 left to play. Looks like the coach is having a conversation. I got to imagine he goes for two here, put it up by three. Ah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't see Foskey on the field. So Panarello will yeah, come back on Yeah, he's going for two. I think because he knows that I don't think they can, you don't want to kick a field goal in this. So They don't have Foskey. <laughs> so Foskey does not come in to kick as Panarello will come in under center. Bears are going to go for two. 138 left to play. And this is still anything. Give it, give it to your quarterback. Anything Or Egby again. Let Egby get another anything touch. Anything can happen here, though, with this condition. So a quick pitch out to Marinello. He'll hit up the off tackle. But he'll be brought down short, and yeah, the, sure. the try is no good. So we'll take a quick break here as the Bears have just taken the lead, 20 to 19, 138 left to play in this game. Stay tuned, folks. We got a barn burner here in Boyertown. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. One thirty-eight left to play in this game. The rain continues to fall, but the Bears have just taken the lead and changed their fate here a little bit, maybe toward the end of the season if a few things go the right way. Leo Egby takes six guys with him, 10 yards into the end zone for a touchdown as Roman Marinello has two on the game. Egby has one on the game, and this is a great way to end the season in the regular season anyway Absolutely. here in Boyertown. Foskey is set up to kick this one, and you got to figure what he's going to do here. I'm kicking it deep Yo, as I can, yep. try to pin him back. Foskey puts a foot into yep. it. It's straight down the middle. 
and picked up at about the 22-yard line up the left side. He's going to run, and Nicholas Panarello will bring him out at about the 45-yard line. So Bears big, defense big, needs yep. to show up big here right now. I believe Upper Marion still has at least two timeouts, so that's yeah. clutch right now. With yep. one I think Boyertown still has two. So 132 left to play. Bears up by one, and Upper Marion, basically, if they – win this one tonight. Secondary right now. Yeah. You're, you're, you're passing the ball. I, do, do you? Because I, they're you're running throwing game. it into the wind, Rick. You got to see what happens here. So you got, you got, you know, right on the left side. So Upper Marion moving left to right as our vision is. And right on the left side. And the wind Kate, dies. Ken, Kate, <laughs> sent, yeah, Kate sent it on the right side with the hand injury. Ryder Garris, Roman Marinello in the secondary. A safety strong and free safety spot. I'll tell you spot. what. With, even with him with one hand. He's still making a presence. He's in he's in play every time. I mean, it, it's just a matter of being able to hold on to an interception. He may save some tackles last week. So the Bears shift in the line. They see something. Etheridge in the gun. Three receivers left, one right. He's back to pass. Ordway is in his face. Brought down hard at the line of scrimmage. And the ball's loose. Boyertown's calling that it's theirs. Let's see. No signal yet from the refs. Boyertown saying it's theirs. No official call yet. No call. And they're saying Marinello was saying it's theirs. I'm guessing the refs have called that it's down, and Upper Marion will have second down. So timeout, Upper Marion, as they got to think about this one. I mean, yeah, I mean that was Boyertown's ball. Clearly, you could clearly see it. He wasn't down by contact. He he fumbled it. He bobbled the snap and fumbled it. <laughs> it took y'all a game. I know. We got 121 left to play. I know. The, their announcer over here is getting me. Uh, well, we got Upper Marion in the booth next to us, and graciously enough, I gave him that spot and <laughs> yeah. took this one. But yeah, hey, here so we we're are. right in between coaches and their and their video crew. It's hey, great. I'm having a blast at the last home game here for Boyertown, and it's been a blast here all Look season Look at Luke long. running off the field out there. He just ran over here. He's standing over here. See him with the red hood on? Hey, my he, kid out there getting the ball, bringing yeah. it back off, so he's getting a little action on couple the A couple years, we're going to see him out here well, playing. he'll be out here next year as a freshman. I don't know that he plays up, but Luke out there uh, – proud dad moment for me he's getting pumped up he's standing on the 40 yard line and they got him involved coach miller is giving him yeah. a job so 121 left to play upper marion with a second and five right now from their own 48 yard line that's virginia gun trips left one right oh yeah, looks yeah. like he wasn't ready for that snap he's gonna launch it way down interception the almost picked oh, off on, by that, that's Panarello. that's a flag Number five. I mean, where's the where's the offensive pass interference? So, what is he gonna tackle him trying to get the ball? I mean, I know we're winning, but the refs still are horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, almost picked off by Anthony Panarello on a duck of a ball that was thrown. So that'll bring up a third and five for Upper Marion with 116 left. They're passing play. the ball, D. They're get still ready. Still on their own 48-yard line. They're coming out in the trips formation every time right yeah. now. Now you gotta you don't decoy because you look for that run and they get yeah. I mean down they could easily. I mean their running back has been pretty strong up trips the middle. Trips left. Etheridge you do a draw gun. up the middle. Etheridge on the gun. Blitz is coming. He's back to pass against the young oh. right. Almost sacked. Brought down. Uh. But enough for a first down as he takes off across the line of scrimmage and he'll push into bear territory and be stopped at about the Bears 45 yard and line. And their coach called a timeout. 
think that's their last time out. So, 110 left to play. One. So the Coach ball. Miller's fired up, man. His headset's off. He's well in his arms. Uh, and I know he's uh, into the game. A minute ten, and one I, point. And I know that I'm I'm a hometown guy, and we got to afforded the opportunity to do yeah. this this year yep. and everything else. But I, I got to tell you, just being how proud we are of our town and some games that you'd love to have back, some plays that you'd love to have back. But when you look at the heart and soul of this team and how much they effort they put into it, whether they're down by a lot or they're they're up by a lot. You know, you see these guys stepping up every week, and you're led by a coach who's in his fifth year this year, struggling for a few seasons, took him to an Eastern Conference championship in 2017. But his love for this team, yeah, this is family. And they say yep. that. They, he told me that in the beginning of the year. This is a family yep. here. And I mean, it's always been that way. I mean, you go to reunions, you go to, you know, restaurants, you see guys from the team. I mean, we talk about it. It's a family here. So one you make lifelong friendships. One le one ten left to play. Bears up by one. You still got to you still got to watch for the draw though. Upper Marion first and ten. Looks like we the got the chain crew still not moved. What is happening here? So Upper Marion coach Chubb is fired up over there. A now flag he's gonna on have the coach. Flag. Coach may have just cost him fifteen yards. Coaches, Chubb is fired up on the sidelines. A flag flies. I got to think this is against the sidelines. Yep, here. there it is. He's upset. And you got to be careful you don't get a second happening. one like we did. He might be getting thrown out of the game if he keeps this up. I haven't seen a signal other than an argument between the referee and Coach Chubb over here. So he's costing his own team when you got an opportunity to try and knock it on the door in Bears territory with 110 left to play. Bears up by one. So, see the flag. I, I feel like everything's just taking so, so long to develop. wave it off? Yeah, because he's putting it in his pocket. No, they're not. So. Yes, personal foul. Send them back. So, we'll see. The, the chain crew moves the chains. Uh, I'm not. It looked like he was calling personal foul, but now he didn't. Okay, All right, they waved so it off. First and ten. For Upper Marion from the Bears' 45-yard line, Etheridge not ready for the I mean, snap. They, they, yeah, I mean, that, they were moving. And passes complete up to the 45-yard line. And he cannot get out of bounds as the clock, clock will keep ticking here. We're under a minute, 56 seconds left to play. Look at the rest just with the, the ball. i gotta, got to guess that Upper Marion's out of timeouts here right Yeah, now. i got to guess their coach isn't happy Etheridge with Etheridge in the gun. He's trying to call shots. He's pointing signals. Guys he's got are moving. Right. Call, snap the ball. Guys are two moving right. around. Snap the ball. Two right, two left. Now he's got trips left. He's back. He's looking to pass. Nope, he's going to run. Hey, he gets up to about the 40-yard line. The clock will keep moving down to 30 seconds. The Defense, Bears might get be, on the ball. The Defense. Bears are looking for a win here. 29 seconds. The clock's still ticking. Upper Marion's on the ball. Trips left. Trips two he right. Spikes it. And he spikes the ball with 24 seconds left to play. The score clock, the scorekeepers can't even keep up with the yeah, clock no, right no. now. So he's got a first and ten. Chain crew can't. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't refs know. can't. The weather, I don't know if it's miscommunication from the refs. So they're going to switch balls here and try and get one dried off. I don't think they have enough towels. I'd on the give sideline. them a wetter ball. I don't, know enough, <laughs> I don't know if they have enough towels on the sideline no. right now. I pity whoever's got to do laundry. All right, so here we are. 24 seconds left to play. The Bears are up by one. Upper Marion's got a third and five and no timeouts. They're on the Bears' 40-yard line. Fourth, Rick. They, oh, it's fourth. I'm sorry. 
I can't. I tell they spiked the ball. That made it fourth. So fourth and five. You're right. I can't keep up between no. the refs and everything else. So he's back to pass. This is the season right here for Etheridge. He throws a ball deep down the field, and it is. Oh and a, wait. And a flag. What is there a flag for? They didn't even touch each other. I can't see this being a call on and the Upper Marion's No, clapping. he threw it towards the Upper Marion guy. That might be on Upper Marion, Rick. I'm not sure of the call here, but ultimately there is they did these two receive the receiver and the defensive. Get back away from the officials, please. Didn't even touch each other. Seventeen seconds left. Oh my play. god, are you serious? They didn't even touch each what other. What is that? Oh my God! I know that is ridiculously horrible. That's worse than last week, Wick. I would go be okay with last week. Both so, players were lo going back looking for the ball. I mean, that's so. That's, I, I'm not really sure where to even spot this one at this point. No, you go ten yards from the spot of the ball. Wait, what are they doing? So. All right, so now the ball is placed at the 25-yard oh line. Oh, my God. The Bears 25. God. First oh. and 10 for the Vikings what with 17.4 seconds left to play. The chain crew's not set. You can't run the play. The chain crew's not set. I don't. You can't call the play if the chain crew. The chain crew hasn't set themselves. The, the ball ref didn't blow the, the whistle. The rest, this is Actually, that should be delay a game on upper perk. Now they're throwing the ball at the Bears. This is turning into a complete nightmare here. Game over. Boyertown wins. That's game, Boyertown. The clock winds stay down. Off, stay, off, stay off the field, players. The call Is the call made by the officials yet? I'm not sure yet, Eric. No. No, they won't. He hasn't raised the ball. They, they snap the ball when the officials won't set. That's delay a game. I'm not sure what the chain crew's doing, the no. refs are doing. It, that should have been the, the, the offense shouldn't have snapped the ball. That's. I mean, if anything, you, you should call an off. Uh, or put five seconds back. On, there it is. He calls the game. Yeah! comes out with the victory, 20 to 19 tonight. Keeps maybe their season alive. Look at the coach. The coach is not happy with it. We'll see how this ends up here with, with the standings. And if Boyertown makes it in the Eastern Conference Championship, the Bears not only score points against the Vikings tonight, but ultimately win the game on a late touchdown by Leo Egby. What a game we saw here tonight. Didn't look like much Boy, in the yep. first half, but Boyertown able to take this one 20-19 here at Bash Memorial Stadium in the last home game. Donna, that one's for you. Yes. That's your retirement send-off tonight here in Boyertown. So we'll take a quick break real quick and we'll come back for the wrap up. You listen to the Bears Sports Network, Boyertown sweeps one out tonight. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. Whether it be our primary care and specialists throughout the region seeing you soon, our urgent care centers in Muhlenberg, Maiden Creek, and Straustown seeing you quickly, our emergency room in Burn Township seeing you now, or our on-demand app, walk-in lab, mammography, and imaging services seeing you anytime. We're ready when you need us. We'll get you back to the health you need to live the way you want. Visit thefutureofhealthcare.org to learn more. Back here at Bash Memorial Stadium, you just listened to the Boardtown Bears squeak one out. 
in a late fourth quarter bid with Leo Egby on a 10-yard carry with six guys on his back. And, Eric, we just saw we just witnessed a heck of a game here yeah, tonight. Yeah, absolutely. This is a fantastic game. Um, so the Bears got Creighton on the field. Uh, not a good not a good ending here for the Vikings as they are hoping for a better spot in the playoff bid. And that will bring us to the player of the game this week as Roman Marinello scores two touchdowns this week. And you gotta you got to – throw him a bit. I mean, at this point, he's yeah. game after game, the Swiss Army knife of this team as Roman Marinello takes off to the house on a punt return for a touchdown yep. and then up off the left side off tackle for a touchdown. So the Gridiron Services player of the, player of the game this week brought to you by Gridiron Services, a full-service property maintenance building and remodeling called Justin Connick at 484-614-0670. Gridiron Services make the call. We do it all. So, I, I don't know how this ends up for us. Going yeah, I forward. don't know. We will try to get to you if they if the Bears do get an extra game out of this in the conference championship game. We will try to bring that to you. Stay tuned to Jerry Gelloff Media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for updates. Stay tuned to BashFootball.com uh, as they update often, and Bash Athletics for updates as well. Um, as the Bears just basically come back now four and five on the season and <clears throat> a 500 team right now, if you, if you think about it, ultimately as the games have, have chugged along here. We saw some really great things this year, Eric. I've really enjoyed calling these games. Absolutely. I, I, I hope everybody listening enjoyed us this year. I mean, hopefully we get to do this again next year and, you know, we get to maybe do some stuff in the off season, maybe some preseason. Yep. So stay tuned to Jerry Geloff Media as the Bear and the Bears Sports Network, as the Bears Sports Network will be covering basketball this season along with wrestling. So, and we will, Eric and I will be back throughout the year with a podcast here and there. We're planning to do a season wrap up of this season and what a great season it was yeah. for us. The, the, the record is not indicative of how that bear, the Bears actually played and the things that transpired with injuries and such. As his i got to say, right now for your son, that's a great experience. He's out there on the field as the Bears just came off a huge, big victory out there. So, so folks, that's it for us this week and maybe this season. We'll see, yeah, how, it we'll goes, see how it goes. The Bears win this one 20-19. And uh, we ha hope you enjoyed our presentation from Jerry Geloff Media on the Bear Sports Network. For my co-host, Eric Butcher, producer Kieran Nicely, I'm Rick Hunter. We hope we see you next yeah. week. And if we don't, we hope to see you in basketball and wrestling. You're listening to the Bear Sports Network. Have a great night. Thank you for joining us for this exciting inaugural football season of the Bears Sports Network. It's been a pleasure to bring it to you. The games have been brought to you by Penn State Health St. Joseph on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org and in-home oxygen and medical equipment at inhomeoxygen.net. We'll be back in a few weeks with boys and girls basketball and wrestling. This has been a presentation of Jerry Gelliff Media on the web at jgmedia.us. Good night. <laughs>